0: Another edition of Swoop's World on the new Talk Story Radio Network. It's World Late Night, Wednesday, October 1st, 2014. How's it going, Peter? It's going all right. Looking forward to a full night. We have Raymond Jacobs and Mark Moya here for the first part. How are you guys doing? Good. Okay, thank you. Getting a life. chance to talk to them. And uh, uh, Raymond's got a new audio book out, so we'll get to find out what's happening with that. Of course, uh, you know, Bruski's beer tasting, A.D., Anthony Davis, T-Bones right. timeout, and all the usual tomfoolery that happens around here. How's your week, man? It's
2: going all right. You know, the whole sales thing, is, as, as I've telling you before the show, is just... Our buyer's been, uh, you know, she's been a handful. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: On the other hand, our seller's just been su- just sweet. She's, a, she's like, oh, I have all these pots. You want these pots? You want this furniture? You want this, you know, like, outdoor furniture? So, you know, I guess it's balancing it out. doesn't feel like it's balancing it's out. But, uh, balancing uh, <laughs> <about that. laughs> but anyhow, so just the stress that goes with that. And, and this is all butting up against a trip that my wife has to do. Oh, so
4: right, yeah.
2: Trying to get it all done, move dogs and kids and household, and uh, man, it's stressful.
0: i work no play makes Peter a dull boy. Well, I, the <laughs> last couple
2: days were that's exactly what it was. So I was like, "Screw that! I'm I'm going surfing today." <laughs> so, so I did. Before, unfortunately, there was like zero waves. I was in the water for that's an right. hour
0: paddling around. was And the
2: water's still warm enough that I didn't have to put on a suit. At least, you know I could trunk it. So uh, it was nice. I was like, at least for that hour plus, or whatever it was, as I was chasing little tiny waves, I was like, well, I'm at least I'm free for these few moments. It's, it worked out okay. Could be a lot worse. Right yeah, could have been yesterday, or my tomorrow, you know, so yeah. How's things been with you?
0: Not bad, not bad at all, man. Uh, you know, just usual run around stuff that needs to be done, and uh, get a few miles on the bike here and there, and that's about it, nothing exciting, man. Relatively boring, actually. Uh (laughs) Sounds good to me. (laughs) We got some heat on the way. We do. It's supposed to be warming up. And I was Uh, going to write the loop tomorrow, Uh uh, possibly. Uh, you know the the dam, that loop. Oh yeah, uh, the bigger if loop. It's get, uh, if it's gonna get get that hot, I'm gonna have to shorten that. Puppy you better down. get going early. Yeah, and I know I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was all I was all thinking oh, I'll get a birthday. Wait, that's Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> that I mean, far inland. In Thursday nights don't, uh, don't make yeah, Thursday right. easy to get right. up to. So
2: yeah, uh, they're saying triple digits by Friday. Yeah. Even here in Long Beach is possible. So like the valley, that's a given.
0: So. Yeah, Valley's always
4: triple digits. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, so that's
2: kind of interesting in October. Yeah, it's mean, pretty. We have a we have a soccer game on uh, Saturday, and all our and all games weekend, all our games have been at ten, but this one's at twelve thirty. Yeah, those little girls are in for
0: they're gonna get cooked. We had, so much, <laughs> yeah, we had we had the you know both days last weekend, and I think we have both days this weekend too. And last weekend. <clears throat> One was in Pasadena. It was oh. really weird. It was hot, but it wasn't. It was. It looked kind of, somewhat sunny, somewhat overcast oh, at times. Okay. But it stayed hot the entire oh. time. <laughs> and then uh, you know the next day it was warm in uh, Garden Grove. But there
5: yeah, we go. What
2: you gonna do? Exactly. Could be worse. I, I think I told you last week. My my mom sent me. Uh, she's in Canada. They got their first snowfall September twenty-fifth. 24th. something like that. <laughs> like three inches. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I know. Well, take your pick. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'd be willing to take an inch or two, but <laughs> 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 not in September. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> You're listening to Smooth of on the Talk Radio Network. We're gonna take a quick break. Come back and introduce our guests, and uh, get things rolling. This one here. Uh, hold on, let's do. Oh, this is a, a good friend of the show, Mark Platt. Last train ride to glory. Back up to this. <laughs>
6: He was trying to build a better country He was trying to make some sense It was a nation cut right down the middle They put a bullet in his head Just like his brother who was
5: My name is Ruth Rusi, and this is how I live united. I read to children as part of United Way's education program. It helps them create links between language and literacy and prepares them for a better academic future. I figure I have the time and they have the need. My name is Ruth Rusi. I help kids prepare to succeed in school. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it.
6: Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council.
1: You are listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hey, there's a sharp ball on the wall, and you're listening to Swoops World.
0: And welcome back to Swoops World, and we're happy to welcome to the show, the return to the show, Raymond Jacobs. How are you doing, Raymond? Hey, how
9: are
0: you? Good, doing oh, well, good, and he, uh, he brought along Mark Moya. We got a chance to talk to him. How are you? Good, good, good great to you. Well, uh, oh, last time, last time Raymond was here, we uh, he had just released a book. Uh, it was called uh, "Gethsemane: An Epic Poem About Us." Yes. And now you're back with the uh, an audiobook.
9: An audiobook version, an adaptation, a rather ambitious one. I felt that the book initially got kind of lost in the shuffle with what I was trying to do, and uh, I always felt it had the potential of being something better than what it was in, in print. Yeah. So, at that rate, I, I made a conscious effort to do something that was uh, something I always wanted to do, which was a radio production source made into an audio
4: book.
0: So when you say radio production, you know, you talked about uh, uh, classic radio shows with Dragnet, Lounge, and stuff like that. Even
9: sometimes pre-dating that, I remember uh, when I was a kid, my father had a whole collection of Amos and Andy vinyls. And I used to love listening to those as a kid. And uh, there was also Buck Rogers in the 20th century. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, um, those are pretty good. They're they're very, very entertaining. entertaining. and this was back in the late '70s, early '80s when we had these vinyls where you can actually play them on LP record players, yeah. which are almost obsolete nowadays. <laughs> so, uh, no, when I actually thought about doing this, I wanted to do something that was almost in the in the m- mode of how those shows were produced back in the day to make it really like uh,
0: you know stimulating for the listener to
9: really get into it. Yeah.
0: Now, when you uh, when you took this on and you decided to to do this. Uh, you put so much work into the book, right? It is it probably about an equal amount of work to, 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 to translate it to an audio version? That's an interesting
9: question, because the book took me exactly two years to produce. The audiobook took me exactly two years to produce. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was a labor of love in both instances that required different sorts of contributions from different people outside of myself. Right. And so the audio book was especially fun, because I was able to work with a lot of talented actors, of gifted composers who's going to be talking here shortly, uh, talented musicians, people who were able to really lend their uh, talents in a sort of medium that I happen to be the director of. Right. So it's great to be in that sort of environment where you're like calling the shots and gradually seeing your um, idea come to fruition.
0: When you, (coughs) excuse me, when you set to do this and, uh, you know, you kind of had you had words already, and you kind of knew the direction of the story you're going to take. But when you bring in the music, how, how, how did you go about, did you have a uh, something in your mind of what you I thought had, the music you know, was going to be like? For
9: whatever reason, I like to write poetry, okay. and it is um, very arduous to write poetry. It always has been. That's why I don't write it too often, because oftentimes I have to be really depressed <laughs> to write it. <laughs> uh, but one of my biggest inspirations when it comes to writing, period, is Baroque music. For whatever reason... When I was a teenager, I really got into the music of J.S. Bach. And I've developed a greater appreciation for that style of music. That, and oddly enough, Dixieland jazz mm-hmm. were two of my favorite hmm. sorts of music to listen to that was kind of not in the radar what most of my peers were listening to back in the day. So um, I really want to do something that could actually combine Baroque with my work <coughs> because I felt together they can make beautiful harmony.
0: Yeah. When... Uh the, you know, the thought crossed your mind to do this, and you sat down and, and, and began the process. Um, did you did you have to do kind of a rewrite of sorts? I did, Swoop. I actually, I didn't. I, for me, when I
9: re-adapt something, I like to add a new wrinkle mm-hmm. because I don't want the consumer, in this case, the person who want, would want to buy my book, to think to themselves, "Why would I want to buy the audiobook? What is some, what is what is it about the audiobook that's going to be any different?" Than what I read before. Well, there's going to be passages that weren't in the book initially, so I was able to kind of take license of what I wrote before to add new stanzas, to bring in new dialogue that's not in the original print version of the
0: book, just to make it more dramatic than what it really was. When uh, you have a lot, a lot of people involved, a yes. lot of, uh, a lot of voices, a lot of actors involved, yeah. was that an, an arduous task of uh, auditioning people for that? Not necessarily.
9: It was just just trying to find people who are willing to volunteer their time to do it, since really I was working on a shoestring budget from the outset. But, I mean, I did go through an audition process. I did get a lot of submissions in. And oddly enough, I I got most of my talent through Craigslist. So, um, I mean, people could probably boo-hoo Craigslist for being something other than, you know, a a gallery where you're going to find talent, but it actually worked effectively for what I was to do with my book.
0: Um, During the process and and, and coming out on the completion, was the the experience what you expected? Uh, Actually, it was more
9: than what I expected. Uh, Oftentimes, I would think as a director or a producer, you want to go into a project learning, getting something more out of it than what you would have anticipated because you want to be able to learn as a producer the creative uh, curves that will eventually build in the way you Approach other projects in the future, and so I certainly—not um, to say I'm naive—but I certainly was able to more or less enrich my, you know, my way of, about going about and doing things, mm-hmm. my, my methodology, if you want to call it that, to where I feel I'm a better producer now. If I were to do this again, know what to look out for, right. and where I was, say two years ago.
0: That's uh, one of the things when you, you kind of have your mindset set on doing something and you actually go out and do it. Yeah, exactly. man, I could have made this so much easier. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly.
9: So now I can avoid those sort of pratfalls next time. But that's not. But, but then again, every pro- learning curve. Every project pr- pr- presents different challenges, right. depending on you know how how, how what, what sort of intangibles that are that take to make, that are required to make it happen,
4: mm-hmm.
9: and so. Um, but this one certainly had its challenges, and um, there were times where obviously I was very concerned about the way things weren't happening, but then again I was able to, you know, kind of get together with people, collaborate with them, and being able to communicate what I wanted, and luckily for me,
0: uh, they were a blessing to provide for me what I, what, what I was hoping for. Were you able to, uh, to do the uh, recordings in sequence, or did you have to kind of stagger and uh, actually, no, we, we actually that
9: the thing about it when I actually did the um, audiobook I concentrated on doing it in two phases the first way, phase was the simplest phase which is to essentially readapt it into what was a teleplay for the actual uh, audiobook hire the actors get the voiceover acting done with then edit that together and while I was editing all that together the second phase was to put together uh, uh, a music troupe based on the music of a composer, which is Mark's music, and then try to get those elements to work together. But that was the most difficult part because there's, it's different to ask musicians to contribute their time as it would be a voiceover actor who's looking to actually do the work for the sake of credit. Mm -hmm. Because most musicians, for the most part, it's a harder industry to really break into and really establish a niche as a working professional musician, so they're not willing to really compromise so much of their time unless there is nothing else available. But in my case, I was able to get in touch with a, a professor over at the USC Thornton School of Music. Her name is Rhoda Gilbert, and she helped recruit musicians for this effort. And uh, each one of them, or um, each one of them, really performed to the fullest of their capability, which was great.
0: Nice. Now. When, uh, the, all the music's original. Yes, and the composer is sitting right next to you. That's Mark Moya. How you doing, Mark?
10: I'm okay. How are you? Good.
0: Good. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where you're from, and, and how you kind of got started in music.
10: Well, um, I live out in West Covina. Um, been writing music for about twenty-five years or so now. Um, but I'm a bit of a Sunday composer, so um, you know, it's sort of a hobby of mine. Um, but I think I do a fair job. Of as far as how I got involved in this project, um, as Raymond said, Craigslist. <laughs> you know, I, I, I saw his ad that's, that, that was looking for original Baroque music for um, an audiobook that he was putting out. And I figured, oh, I can do this.
4: So I
9: responded to his ad.
4: Yeah. So, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> I might want
9: to add that when I first heard his music sample, swoop, I actually thought it was like plagiarism to where he was sending me tapes of recorded Vivaldi music. I didn't think it was really his. I thought it was an actual work from one of the masters of the past. But that's what really blew me away. And I knew right there and then once I heard his music that I had to have him for this project.
0: What was the experience like for you working on this? Um, Have you ever worked on on this type of project before?
10: No. No. Um, In fact, until this point, all of my music's basically
0: So what, what, what what inspired you to, uh, to reach out this time then?
10: I guess the prospect of actually hearing my music played by live musicians. Uh-huh. Because um, up until this point, um, all I'd heard were basically computer playbacks, but I couldn't. So that was really a big incentive
0: for me. Nice. So. When uh, did you start off, I mean, young, uh, taking music lessons, how did you I, actually... I
10: started out by playing the violin. I started violin lessons when I was seven years old. Um, you know, back in the mid-'80s, you see a lot of classical music performances on TV. And, you know, i I watch those. But um, in particular, one that I remember um, was a performance of uh, Box Brandenburg. Around that time, that I sort of lost interest in playing the violin and got more interested
0: in the nuts and bolts side of music. Really, so. what is a? Uh, I, have, I have to imagine that when you're writing uh, writing music for a variety of interesting mm-hmm. instruments, mm-hmm. Um, you kind of have to know a little bit about each in- instrument.
10: Yeah, I mean, there's certain uh, technical limitations, range limitations. Um, sometimes I'll find that what I've written. Actually My musical background is as a violin player, so a lot of my music has what they call a violinistic quality to it. Um, so it may be very difficult to play on a wind instrument or a brass instrument or something like that. So, but you know, we worked it out. <laughs> you got something resembling music. <laughs> <laughs> how many?
2: How many? Uh, ultimately, how many musicians did you have playing? We had about
9: a dozen. Uh, yeah, we had wow. About a dozen. Yes. yes. We had you know, string players, we had wind players.
2: Well, um, at some point, did you have them all together playing? Or yes. they were all. Yeah. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so then, then with we, recording, sometimes you're just doing like, this track, then no, next no, you come no, in. and no. So you're able to get them all together. Yeah, it huh? yeah, must together. have been something.
9: We, we didn't have the luxury of time <clears throat> and being able to have them just come in whenever they want. So we tried to really cram everything together it, in, in a day and a half.
10: In retrospect, though, it probably would have been more prudent right. to bring them in individually <laughs> and record them up somewhere, so you have to have everybody play that section again, and when you have to cut everything together, it becomes a little bit glorious.
8: Yeah.
0: So, yeah. yeah. So the first time you actually heard a group of musicians uh, playing your music live, what was that like?
10: Uh, it it kind, kind of sends a chill down your spine. Yeah. 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 I was, you know, it, 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 I, I, I remember the first rehearsal, which was a little bit of a, a disaster. It was a disaster. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but what little... Um, actually That actually made it, you know out. Um, I was actually pretty satisfied with it. Yeah
9: right. so. It helped too that the musicians that were willing to participate in this project respected his music writing ability. I don't think they would have done it otherwise because once they were actually able to see the sheet music in front of them to see what was ahead of them, they were eager to do it. Yeah. because you don't typically see that sort of stuff come across in this day and age, it's contemporary. Because again, oftentimes we're talking about work that is um, more rendition than
0: new. Yeah. Nice. Did you do? Did you direct also?
10: Not really. Uh-huh. That was also one of the shortcomings of the, the whole production. There, the musicians sort of directed themselves, but they did, they did a pretty good
9: job of it. So. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I, we had a harpsichordist who was, I guess, the anchor to our um, effort. His name is Arthur Omora, and I want to certainly put a shout out to Arthur because he was really there from the beginning with us. And uh, we had other wonderful musicians too, many who I'd like to name, um, but they all had a a really important part in what eventually transpired, and the music is really a byproduct of that talent.
0: Cool. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm trying to... When you were writing the music, mm-hmm. um, you, you kind of knew where you wanted to go based on the story, I take it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so when you're composing, right? Um, you're thinking about all the different instruments that you want right. to work with. So are you writing, uh, okay, I'm going to write this section here for this instrument and then this section for that instrument and then kind of match it all up?
10: Well, there's sort of a – in writing – Music in this style, and it was a convention during that period. There are just certain ways things end up going. It's sort of as if I were writing a letter to you. You know, there are certain conventions that you follow when writing a letter, and you know, writing this kind of music is really no different. Um, I have to confess that my familiarity with the whole story, you know, it's just it was just basically glossing over everything and kind of getting a, an idea of what you know he was getting at with everything. Um, But he really drove, Raymond really drove um, things as far as Same time, since since I do do this as sort of a sideline, um, it can be rather time-consuming. So I've written a lot of music over the years, a lot of music that's unfinished. So I, at some points, I went through things that I've written. Work and do with this. <laughs> that's, yeah. uh, well, that's, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. wrong with that. That's a. You know, and that's what they used to do back in the day too. So of course, yeah. Very, very authentic
2: way of doing things. So, you know. no, that's kind of cool. Yeah,
9: yeah. I mean, I, I think if anything, I provided him a blueprint of what I was looking for. But I really gave Mark the license to be really what he is as a composer virtuoso. I don't want to really limit that from him because I think if I limit his ability to do more then that basically hampers everything. Right. I want him to maximize his talent, being able to produce music that he feels is worthy of our time together in, in, in making this collaboration happen.
0: Was, the, uh, was there ever a time when the audio, um, the uh, spoken word and the music was uh, performed simultaneously? No, because I, I didn't know really how it
9: was going to come together. And the thing about Baroque music, which is really different from other classical music, is that the music is really animated. It's really a language speaking to you to where it's just not necessarily mood-filling music. You don't have, like, one long, elongated note to make you feel dour or something to make you feel high. I mean, really, I think the music tells its own story, and you're just trying to accommodate that story with the verses that you have, which you think are going to basically intermingle well with it.
0: Did you uh, did you do all the editing yourself
9: on the music or on the audiobook itself? And yes. No, I, I have to put a shout out if you don't mind—a shameless plug. Uh, gentleman named Gary Sirota, we He's <laughs> uh, he's a, he's a retired—he's uh, not a retired—he's a sound engineer who actually happens to work at Disneyland of all places. But uh, he was he was a he was a really instrumental person in making all this possible because he, bas- he basically provided me the resources to record and edit these things together. Yeah.
2: Well, and had you ever done any no. sort of project like this this never, is the first for your never
9: Peter this okay. is my first time <laughs> wow yeah, so I, it was a big like undertaking it was like you, you almost bit off more than you can chew yeah and that's almost what happened here wow. but that's why it took so long I mean I'm not about to rush the situation without really reviewing what I did and kind of analyzing it to where it makes sense to continue to do it in a certain way right. and so uh, it was a learning curve for me
0: when you and uh, this is a Question based kind of based on a lot of things. I I listen to a lot of audio books, um, and uh, and occasionally somebody will pronounce a word I'll say wrong, (laughs) 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 and it it, it kind of just kind of kind of bugs you a little bit. Um, When you were going through and you 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 had pretty much things in the can, and you're going through, do you ever kind of hear something that just kind of like uh, all the time? Yeah.
9: I had to it and basically uh, re-record essentially different stanzas because either the word wasn't pronounced right it didn't sound right to the sound in or for whatever reason it just it just did not resonate with me the way I wanted it to. Yeah. And it, it takes a real special skill to be a voiceover actor and I have more admiration for them now due to the process that I went through than prior because I, it, you think it's easy just to get in front of a mic and speak. Yeah. It's one thing to speak but it's another thing to really more or less elocute what you're trying to say with the delivery that resonates with people.
2: Well, right, because, I mean, if you're looking at a stage actor, say, or a movie, whatever,
9: right. a lot of that
2: time, a lot of times body language comes into play, exactly. right? I mean, somebody rolls their eyes, exactly. you know, whatever they say next yes. is going to be snarky or sarcastic. Yes, You can roll your eyes in the studio and nobody can see that, <laughs> yeah. right? So you have to somehow really get that out in just your voice, which...
9: Yeah, and I, I never have a problem giving gestures when I speak. I, I'm just naturally that way. Right. But, uh, no, you're right. I mean, I th- I think the more acting you do in a private setting where you just have a mic in front of you works to your advantage as a voiceover actor, because essentially you are acting, but you're essentially acting to yourself <coughs> in the hopes that an audience could connect with it. And that's what I did here.
0: Well, that's, you know, like we were speaking when we first started, that's, I think that's what makes some of those old-time radio shows so great, because the way those actors you know, read the story or tell the story or however you want to state it, right. you're, you're there and you can understand the little nuances yeah, yeah. that you speak of. But, right.
2: uh, you feel the energy because it's coming through in their voice or, right. or the sorrow because, again, so there's music sometimes in the background too, but, I mean, the voice is it's a big thing. And you
9: have to have a really a terrific command of the English language and knowing how to pronounce certain words mm-hmm. in a certain way just to really capture the mood. And I did a um, commercial to promote my piece and the whole thing. And I attributed my inspiration to Orson Welles.
4: Mm-hmm.
9: And uh, more than ever, if you ever listened to any of the work he did through the Mercury Theater, he was a master at that. He just he knew how to deliver lines. He knew how to add a certain umph to a certain word, or basically play it down a certain word. And so to him, it was almost like music to his ear and the way he was able to communicate language that to us was just really captivating.
0: Well, and I think um, lots of times um, when you have actors, uh, you know, voice of actors portraying the things, they kind of get that. I've, I've heard audio books where the author, right. who's a writer and not an actor, reads a book, and it's just like somebody just reading a book to yeah, you. Right? Yeah. And, uh, In fact, more
2: times than not, <laughs> like you hear, I personally have found that most times when you hear authors reading I've gotten to some of those book party type deals, and, and you're like, oh, that's just horrible. And that <laughs> was my problem horrible. at first,
9: which is why I did so much re-recording and re-editing, because after I did the initial two or three takes, I played back my own voice. It became clear I was just reading. I wasn't necessarily delivering, you know, soliloquy. That can be riveting. I wanted right. people to really be on the edge of being able to listen to this thing word by word.
0: You're listening to swoops on Talk Story Radio Network. We're here with Raymond Jacobs and Mark Moya, and we're talking about his new audiobook, <laughs> Gethsemane, The Radio Theater Experience. We'll be right back after this. This is Mary Schultz, someone else's wife, back after this. <music>
6: next to you on the highway I sit in front of you on the bus I'm one out of every six Americans and I'm struggling with hunger this isn't an uncontrollable epidemic there's enough food in this country to feed every hungry person please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for those around you quietly struggling with hunger together we're feeding America brought to you by feeding America and the ad council
1: Story Radio. This is Carrie Wade, and you're listening to Scoops World. Easy to constant spin? I ask as I begin to once again feel unsettled in my skin.
0: Welcome back to Scoops World. We're here live with Raymond Jacobs and Mark Moya. Raymond, um, now that's complaining stuff. What kind of feedback have you been getting back in the day? That's a good question. Actually, I have the book with several different reviewers.
9: Uh, I've been able to actually utilize LinkedIn for the first time, which has been really positive for me in being able to attract uh, reviewers from across the country who I normally wouldn't be able to connect with anywhere else. Right. So that's another shameless plug, LinkedIn, <laughs> that i any sort of proceeds for. Um, but I'm expecting my first one in very soon from Audiobook Monthly uh-huh. um, and some other ones to follow, uh, possibly Goodreads, um, hopefully Audible.com, audio file. Uh, so, again, I have nine reviewers out there, as of now, that are looking at the book, and over the next few months, I'm going to be getting feedback from all of them that I can use to get the book promoted the way it needs to be. Nice.
0: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. How, how have you found the process of, uh, you know, you're, you're an independent publisher. Uh, yeah. How is that process for you? It's difficult. Yeah. Because uh, I, although there's
9: a upside to being able to self-publish nowadays, like unlike before, the market is essentially oversaturated with literature. Yeah. And um, it's really hard to really turn people's attention from something unless it's something that catches their imagination. And uh, I'm not your typical fictional writer <laughs> in that sense. I'm not the guy who's going to write a novella or a manga or uh, some sort of uh, you know Tom Clancy ripoff
0: novel, action
9: thriller. <laughs> I'm a very different writer. I'm a I'm a person who tends to write character studies more than anything else.
0: But you know the the, the upside of that is when you when you're on some of those some of those uh, networks or whatnot, uh, they have that you know people who like this also like that feature. So right. you know if you get it, you can get it out there to enough people, and, you know it can pop up and things like that. We had an author on before, and I was talking to him about uh, he, you know, hard copies. Right. And I, and I said, well. You know, you, you, your hard copies on Amazon for I think it was for like ninety nine cents and or a buck or some buck ninety nine or something like that. And I said, But when you go out and to do book signings, you know, you're getting eight, nine bucks a book. Isn't that better? And he says, Actually no. He says, I make more money that way because my book keeps popping up with people who bought this also bought that. People go, I'll spend a buck to check out that
4: book. <laughs> right,
0: right. And the other thing too, bookstores are not what they used to be. I mean, there are not many of them around anymore.
4: Right.
9: And some of the major, uh, actually, Borders was an ally of mine. They're no more. Barnes Noble, on the other hand, they're not very friendly to even local authors. So um, every, er, you know, y- y- you really have to find a niche for yourself and being able to really put the book out there and order to really sell the book. You have to kind of overcome that barrier, which unfortunately are your family and friends. Right. Because if you're relying on them to buy your book for you, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> I hate to, to, I hate to, I hate to be them. really honest about that, but I mean, really, I had no reason to be writing if I'm writing for the sake of just selling to my friends and my family. <laughs> Sorry out there, but that's, that's, that's <laughs> the obvious truth.
4: I'd rather just take a laxative and call it a joke. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, you know, all that being said and done, you continue to do this so there, there's a reason for there it. is really, because really, really honestly good. i i know it may sound narcissistic
9: to some people but i really feel that i was brought to this life and this, this is the only life i have that was god given to establish a legacy for myself that once i'm gone years from now hopefully there's still going to be people there who can at least look at my work and appreciate what i did Yeah, because really i think what we leave behind for others outside of our immediate niche is really a testament to the life that we did leave on whether it was productive or whether it was just um, self-indulgent.
0: Any uh, thoughts, plans, or, or anything in the works for the next the next project?
9: Well, you know, I I initially got together with Mark with the idea of, see, we can adapt this to a play, a musical. So that's still in the back of my mind. But I do have a uh, soliloquy that I'm working on, a free verse mm-hmm. soliloquy, which delves into relationships, mainly relationship I did have, uh, which is still interpersonal to me, although it's two years removed from whatever that ha- happened. Yeah. But again, I just want to be able to look through my experience of what I went through and hopefully teach others through that experience.
0: Mark. <coughs> yes. As far as uh, composing, uh, right. th- this experience went well for you?
4: Yeah, it did.
0: It didn't it, go poorly. Let's it put it that way. You from a, a, yeah, it was, it was it an experience. It <laughs> I'll,
10: I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> he,
0: he swore on Craigslist. Yeah.
4: <laughs> it, it, you know
10: what? It took a lot more time and effort than I thought it would. Yeah. It took a lot of time. Times I was thinking, why the hell did I do this? <laughs> well, what I, did I, I sign up for? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we we got a product. Um, I think it's a pretty decent one. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and again, I'm, I'm I'm I feel fortunate in being able to have heard my music played by real musicians. Yeah. So in, in in that regard, um, it, it was well worth the effort.
2: Yeah. So was it, has has inspired you to, to search out more projects to to do? Not necessarily like this but just other things to to get that music out there.
10: Not really because I don't have the time. <laughs> I just don't have the time. I mean if I mean I found Raymond's ad just by chance. I was looking on the gig section. And I was just curious to see what was on there. And I saw his ad looking for original baroque music. So, well, what do I do? I write baroque style music. Let's go re- reply to the ad, you know. But, you know, I I work full-time. I have a lot of other things to do. Um, Until this point, my composing activity was basically something I did when I had nothing else to do. Sit in front of the computer, you know, write down my music like somebody, like like he would write up uh, his book or whatever, you know. That's what it was, and I just played
9: back for myself to listen to. You might know, want to ask him what he does for a living. I'm really a museum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what do you do <laughs> for a living? a dentist.
0: Uh, no. You play your music in the background while you're uh, no, drilling away no, there. No, 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 no.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Having full conversations.
10: I tried playing. I, I, listen, hey, this, the staff does not like classical music. <laughs> and they but just they per- say every time I try to play that, they say, "Can you switch this?"
7: <laughs> so, uh, oh, I'll funny. leave the expletive
9: out.
10: But, um, that's what
9: they say. But it's, av- it's available. <laughs> As an alternative in case you don't want the anesthesia. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Well, how do people how do people find the audio? How, well, let's go with not just the audio, but how do people find your works? Okay. Um, I do
9: have a website. It is It is rdj, after my initials, Raymond Douglas Jacobs, rdjpublishing.com. I have also other books featured there, my past book. I had a children's book that also uh, didn't do too well, but it's available for people who want it. Which I think is a wonderful book. I hate to play that, but I might as well. And I have uh, also an anthology, which was my first published work back in 2007, which is available, and I'm going to be using it as a continued platform for everything (coughs) I do. But as far as the audiobook itself, it's available on iTunes, which I know is a very popular application because it seems like everyone these days has an iPhone or an iPad. Um, It's available on Amazon.com and Audible.com, which is a subsidiary of Amazon that specializes in audiobooks. It's relatively inexpensive. I mean, if you have $3.50 you're willing to spend, that's all it's going to cost you for an actual download of the book. And um, oftentimes with Audible, if you actually join them, they'll even give you the book for free.
0: That's right. <laughs> first book free. And you, first click, book on free. The, you <laughs> click on the, uh, the Audible t- uh, tab right there at the top of the screen. Exactly. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> that's <right>. Exactly. Um, <coughs> So, um, any, I'm like, uh, oh, I know what it is. What's the runtime? The, run t- the sort of runtime? The, the-
9: runtime is an hour and 41 minutes. Nice. Um, there are 27 chapters in the book. Of those 27 chapters, there are 16 original compositions that Mark actually composed that was recorded for those chapters. Um, there's a lot of sound effects, there's different character actors involved in it. Um, and how many actors did you say all together? All together, I worked with seven. Okay. Seven, okay. Seven actors. And they're all very talented in their own right. Um, so um, I would invite people, if they really want to listen to something different, if they want to be able to at least entertain themselves in a way that they would be presently surprised in doing so, check out the book. There's, there's no reason not to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mark, is your music anywhere where people can uh, uh, access it? You
9: know... Um,
10: some years back, I started a little um, informal guild, if you will, of people worldwide who write music in this style, um, and it's actually received some exposure in some of the specialist early music publications. Um, that organization is called Vox Um The website, it's a little bit of an alphabet soup, <laughs> but it is uh, V as in Victor, O-X, S is in Sam, A E. C U L O R U M dot
9: nice.
0: O so. R G. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about that we haven't discussed tonight? Well,
9: so far, I mean, you've covered almost every basis. I mean, I, I think the, uh, speaking of his music, I mean, the audiobook is a wonderful showcase for his talent. Mm. So even if you're not into verse and you just like good original Baroque music, which is something you don't typically hear because there hasn't really been much good original Baroque music for many years. I would invite people to listen to the audiobook just for that reason, if they just want music. But then again, you know, we're talking about at least the idea that I have that I'm, I've been um, I've been advocating that Mark's interested in getting involved with me is actually establishing an ensemble uh, to take the music to a, 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 a live performance. Where people can actually just come and listen to the music without the interference of my verses. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's something that's really in the works that we still hope to do. Because I, I, aside from literature, I love music, and I want to be able to make some sort of impact musically in our culture. And I don't see why people can't
0: be introduced to baroque music. Nice, nice. Yes. Well, I want to I want to thank you guys for uh, for, for stopping by Truth World, and uh, as always, wish you all the best of luck on, on the book there, on well, your book, and. Thank you, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, keep, keep, keep on working, man. I That's good stuff. I appreciate oh, thank it. Thank you. Uh, rdjpublishing.com yes. is where you can go, and you can find out more about Raymond, and, and I'm sure you can link to there, and you can catch up with uh, what Mark's doing through there also, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. All right. You're listening to Swoops Talk Talks Talks a Network. we take a quick break and come back in time for some briskies. Uh, and, uh, this is Mind the Gap. God, what is it? It's been like three or four years since? Uh, I think so, yeah. yeah mind the gap this call called Summertime back after this
12: Summertime and the music's not right we all fall down And I don't know why I feel like summer's love Is all a lie The moon arrives Only to pass us by I had so much of you
13: As a former model, I used to walk runways all over the world, Paris, Milan, New York. This is Salif
11: Diara.
13: As a local health worker, he walks the pathways of his village in Mali, West Africa every day to help treat severely ill children. Like many children in the developing world, those in Salif's village are threatened by common illnesses that kill millions worldwide. But unlike villages without a local health worker, the children in Salif's village get the care they need to survive. And even though you can't walk in his shoes, you can help him with his work. Help one, save many. See where the good goes at goodgoes.org and find out all the ways you can help get the good where it needs to go. Brought to you by Save the Children and the Ad Council.
4: So...
1: The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors.
6: Hey, this is John Gannon, and I just had the greatest time on Swoop's World here.
0: Welcome back to Talk Strip on Network. Hey, let's uh let's take care of a couple things before we get down to Brewski's. How about that uh, DraftKings man?
8: Alright, if you had a fantasy football league week like I did, you're probably thinking it's time to blow up and start over. DraftKings is the place for you to do just that. If you go to swoopsworld.com slash DraftKings right now, you can draft a brand new fantasy team every single week. And if you do well, you can actually win some money in the process. Let's face facts. You might be in a money league, but you're probably not winning it. (laughs) But if you go to swoopsworld.com slash draftkings, you get a free entry into a big money giveaway. And the cool thing is that when your team doesn't work out the way you want it to, you just draft a new one for the next week. So check it out. There's a banner ad on the right side of the page. Or you can go to swoopsworld.com slash draftkings. It's fantasy football for the commitment-phobe in us all. Excellent.com.
2: Audible.com is uh, a great place uh, to pick up a whole bunch of great books, as we've been talking about. Uh, you could pick up. I can never get it right. Seventy. <laughs> See, you can't even say it after you've said it. Uh, there's lots of
0: there's lots
2: of great books out there. Uh, there's over 150,000 titles at this point. Swoop's been uh, listening. To you, you still? What do you? You moved on to a new one or?
0: Just you know, I'm, I'm John Reacher, man. I'm the he's lady. in the, He's he's, uh, he's trapped uh, in a genre. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and John Reacher series, and uh, I just finished another one, really good one. I'm mm-hmm. gonna move to the next one.
2: There you go. So, uh, and as we've talked about, a lot of these books have lots and lots of great talent. Actually, I have an extra um, credit. I might
0: have to pick up. Uh, there you go.
2: There you go. So, if you go to the uh, Audible trial, forward uh, Audibletrial.com forward slash <laughs> Uh, you, will, you did that without any help. I know, I know. Yes, he did. You He'll will, be, uh, if you go that way, you'll get a free download when you subscribe, when you uh, join up. Uh, you can also go, to make it really easy, not have to remember all that, go to the Soups World homepage and hit the banner ad, and that will take you to that same place, and you'll also get a free download and uh you know like people ask like well why why not just read the book i mean there's lots of great times to do this thing uh swoop likes to do it on his bike rides yes i've made uh, taken advantage of it on some long trips both in the car and on the plane and uh you know if you're on the stairmaster there's just certain times where you know just reading is not an option but you know you want to have something in your head and it, you want something other than music so uh, check it out Audible, uh, of course, if you go that route, we'll earn a few pennies, so help us out that way. Yeah. Uh, AudibleTrial.com forward slash world.
0: Nice. For all your fitness needs, check out our good friend Jack Nunn over at RowWorks Fitness, uh, formerly Powerhouse Fit. If you want to get fit, get in shape, stay in shape, train for a special event, that's the place for you. Indoor rowing, boot camp, personal training, and much, much more. Located right here in Long Beach at 5750 Boathouse Lane, And uh, see the website, it's www.roworx.com. Give them a call at uh, 562-688-1716. And if you let them know, Swoops World sent you your first week is free. Where to bike Orange County?
2: Where to bike Orange County? That's a book I wrote. as part of a travel series uh, of which there's about 12 different uh, locations all throughout the country, I covered Orange County and the 85 best rides. Uh, 30 of those or so are kid rides where you can let your little munchkin go and crash without having to worry about cars. And uh, when you're ready to do some longer rides, uh, it's geared towards the recreational rider who just kind of wants to explore Orange County. There's 50 of those rides out there, and they range from the very casual 4 or 5 mile with lots of things to do to the much more rigorous 50 milers Lots of hills and climbs and all that good stuff. Uh, each ride has an accurate ride log, um, places to stop and eat, sites to see, and the whole thing dovetails with a nice uh, companion app that works really nicely with uh, Google Maps, like where sh- where you should be and where you are. Uh, where to bike Orange County? Uh, you can locate it at all the local uh, bookshops in Long Beach. We've talked about that. Barnes & Noble's. Uh, REI's carrying them and local bike shops are carrying them and of course you can go to that megastore Amazon and they'll deliver it to your front doorstep. If you're going to go the Amazon route click on the banner ad in uh, on the Soup's World homepage or any of the pages and uh, that way it'll be shipped right to your doorstep and we'll earn a few pennies on the way. Nice. Where to bike Orange County.
0: Time for a little brisket taste. <laughs> It's time for Brewskis, our beer tasting segment right here at Suits Row Late Night, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. So grab yourself a glass, pour yourself a brew, and join us right now for Brewskis, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. Well, happy
2: Wednesday, and welcome, with all due respect to our guests, the most important part of the show... The beer tasting part. Uh, our guests have, have stayed on to, and join us and do a little tasting with us. That's kind of nice. We, love, we always love that. Yeah. Um, tonight's brew is from Heretic Brewery, um, Heretic Brewing Company. They're up in Fairfield. That's uh, somewhere near Vacaville and Sacramento, between Sa- Sacramento and, and San Francisco, Phew. from what the map said. Uh, and the particular beer we're having tonight is the Evil Cousin. All right.
0: Also known as (laughs) T-Bone. Here's
2: what they have to say about their own beer. Excuse me. Evil Cousin is Heretic's take on a West Coast Imperial IPA. This beer is bold, in-your-face hop monster. It has a light, easy-drinking malt character that allows the hops to stand out. The hop character in this beer is intentionally on the dank side, which we like. Big, sticky, and aggressive. This beer is for those of you who can't get enough hops. Join us on the dang side. Okay, now, we've had these conversations before. If you're going to give us this, this...
8: They better be able to back it up. They're going to
2: have to back it up. Because we're going to... They're going to get hammered here if it doesn't back up. Uh, 8% alcohol. The IBUs are 100, which, for those of you guys who are hop heads out there, that's obviously uh, on the big side of things. So uh, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So, uh... To everybody, let's uh, to our guests salute. As uh, so remember, first time around, we're gonna taste numbers. The second time around,
5: Clank
0: we'll start with you, Mark. Just tell us what you uh, what you think about it, like it, don't well, like it, and what, what you do. Uh, what about e- either one? I don't like beer.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Say it, a good thing we didn't tell us before the interview. Before, that,
0: before he got booked. That might all got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
2: guess
4: it's okay. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> we
8: wanted
2: honesty, and it sounds like it's we got all it got about it's, honesty. It's that's right. Tastes right. <laughs>
0: <It's> like beer. <laughs> it's going to give you twilight sleep. <laughs> Raymond, what are your thoughts?
9: I hate beer, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm a little more tolerable to it, since I've had in the past when I really need to get drunk. And this one certainly has a kick to it. Oops. A really big kick. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Peter, we'll start with you tonight, man.
9: All right. Well,
2: I'm liking this. Um... It's definitely, it's got the Imperial IPA thing kind of going on. Uh, it's not quite as hoppy as their statement, to my mind. You know, a bold, in-your-face hop monster. Uh doesn't quite rise to that level of hoppiness, uh, so that, that's a bit of a letdown. But uh, I really like this, uh, and I like when the Imperial IPAs tend to balance the multi with the hoppy. And I think they do a pretty good job at this. So I think it's a well-made beer. Um, it's definitely a brewery I'll keep an eye out for. I would. They've got some interesting names for some of their other beers. do uh, no, like,
4: no, straight. Oh, yeah, no,
0: no, no, I, I got, I good got
2: ahead good. of myself there. Anyhow, <laughs> good beer, but I don't think they quite lived up to their billing, uh, their own billing. So
0: there you go. I, I'm going to disagree with you. I, I think it's a good beer. I think they lived up to what they what they, they claim they were going to do. It's, in, in my mind, they did. And. Uh, um, I like it a lot. I, I think it's uh, one of the better uh, double IPAs we've had in a while. So this
8: It's a very good beer. Yeah. Um, here's the here's the problem. Is that <laughs> <laughs> the, the problem has nothing to do with the beer itself. <laughs> the problem has to do with the fact that in the last five years, five-ish years, we've seen this explosion of this West Coast IPA-style West Coast Imperial in this instance. And... People's palates have been pushed and pushed and pushed, and just like anything else, you respond and you grow a tolerance. Right. And I think five years ago, it would have lived up to everything they said. Probably,
2: you're probably right. Yeah, uh,
8: and we probably would have been like, "Yeah!" Ah! This a <laughs> uh, and there's nothing wrong with this beer at all. It's a no? very good beer. It's a very good beer. I actually, acci- I accidentally took a sip before we were supposed <laughs> to, and I <laughs> did not spit it out because it was delightful. <laughs> but these newer startup beer breweries, hops are freaking expensive. Mm-hmm. And the more breweries that pop up and, and they are these expensive. crazy hops, yeah. they're making hops more expensive. Yeah. And if you want a crazy hop heavy beer, it's going to make you go broke before you get your first barrel out the door. Yeah. And so I mean, there's nothing wrong with this beer and there's nothing wrong with the marketing for this beer in 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 that sense
0: either. Uh, it's just it's it's you know what I, what I what I think with me is incongruous. It, it's stuff. not a it's it's I think it's well balanced. Oh yeah. You know, a lot of times we we like really super hoppy stuff sometimes and sometimes that's a little bit out of balance. Mm-hmm. But it's a, like you said it's a palette that we've developed right. Um, and so I think I think it's really well balanced that way. And and although it's not the hoppiest of, of beers we, we right. tend to generally like I think it's really a really good beer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah 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 right. I,
8: I I agree with you completely. Yeah say that it's going to be crazy. You want to be almost offended by it. Right,
0: right. <laughs> and that was not the case. And that, right. All Maybe right, for these guys. Well, these guys, they don't like instant like taste it. <laughs> He's <laughs> going to wake up tomorrow morning and <laughs> go,
4: damn it, they made me drink that beer. <laughs> floss. I, guess, I guess, floss, <laughs> floss. Floss, 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 double floss. I
0: have a question for the dentist when we're off here. Ah, all right. <laughs> all right, guys. If uh, uh, you don't like beer, but we'll, we'll run it we'll through anyway. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, ten ten being best. What would you give this one?
4: Out
10: of the very few different kinds of beer I've had, I'd give it a six.
9: Strong aftertaste. Well, it's just really what you want out of a beer.
0: I can still
2: taste it. Yes. Um, me. Um, you know, I'm liking this a lot. Uh, Like I said, they didn't live up to their billing, but I think it's a good beer. Um... I'd probably give this an 8, and if they'd lived up to their own building, I might have given it a 9, so I'm going to give them
0: an 8. t or was it me? It's you. you I'm a solid (laughs) 8. Yeah, man,
8: it was was very good. I enjoyed it thoroughly. If I were going to be just a lazy mathematician, I would give it a 5. This is an 8.5 for me, so uh, that's going to make my mathematics a little trickier. But yeah, Screw it. 38 and a half. I like it. Somebody do
4: the math. You know, to their
8: credit,
10: it doesn't
0: taste like soapy dishwater. It's so
4: <laughs> a plus. Okay, there you go. It's a plus.
2: And that's
0: what
2: I think of when I think of beer. So. All <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Heretic Brewing, uh, as mentioned, first of all, they've got no less than 15 regular beers, it looks like, on their, on their yeah, list. Only that
8: we're repeating one.
0: Uh, 7. 7. 7. 7. 7. 7.7. Which
2: is quite a lot. Uh, uh, quite a large number of beers to have as regulars. Um, but they've got some interesting names. Besides the evil cousin, which we're drinking tonight, is the evil twin. That's a blood red ale. Sounds good. Chocolate Hazelnut Porter. Which we could probably all skip.
8: Definitely I do. can skip the initials.
2: Yeah, CHP. <laughs> uh, shallow Grave. Torment. I don't know. If I can go with that one. Evil quadrupled, or no, tripled. That, that's cubed. Cubed. Peter was not a math. Teacher. Not a math <laughs> prime Diablo. Was an artist, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Miscreant, Petite Rouge, Incubus, Evil Empire, Dead Weight. These guys. I,
8: I notice a theme.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. There's a theme here. More and a motif.
8: I guess. Motif, a motif.
2: Yeah, more than a theme, perhaps. Anyhow, okay. I haven't had any of their other beers. Uh I thought we had, but. I, none of these sound familiar to me, so I don't think so. Uh, but I, as good as this one is, I would definitely be on the lookout for uh, some of these other, everything except for the CHP. I'll skip them.
4: What's
0: the, uh, what's the cuisine that goes with
2: uh, This to- is one of those big hoppy beers that goes with those big meats and, you know, yes. ribs, prime rib, uh, steak, you know, steak smothered in onions. If you're a liver and onions fan, boom. This is a beer that'll go with that. Uh, it's gonna wash out any of your salad courses or your uh, pretty much all your fish, unless you're like just like a jerk seasoning type of deal on on something. And then you know, and then it's just putting out fire. Um, so yeah, I think the big heavy meats. This is sort of like the cab salve of beer sort of thing. Uh, it, that's that's how you would want to pair it up. Uh, but this is such a nicely balanced beer that I you know I it's could stand alone. It's a standalone. It's yeah. a st- Sally up to the bar, and just drink it. Go go go. This is nothing wrong with this, and uh, so I'm liking this. Good, and I'm I'm looking forward to finding uh, some, uh, tasting some of these other, these other beers from these guys. They do have one here that T Bone's gonna like the Torment, ten percent Belgian style dark ale.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much.
2: <laughs> Perfectly perfectly named, I
4: thought. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so,
0: 7.7 across the board. Uh, uh, good score. Yeah. Very good beer. There you have another edition of brisky, sponsored by drinks. minutes away from talking to Anthony Davis and uh, he's got plenty to talk about as always and we'll be talking to him about uh, local sports and NFL and all that kind of good stuff we're going to take a quick break listen to some Normandy Wilson this is called Saturday Night Girl and we'll be back after this
7: My hand and moving it to the door the get shivers up my spine Cause you know what's in store for me You're gonna take me out And then I'm gonna get my chance To show you, baby, what I'm all about before I'm loving all my luck as we take
1: Jacqueline. Yes, Mom? I wanted to talk to you about something, and... Oh, wait. Hold on. I just got a text. Oh, wait, Mom. I just got a message. So many comments on my comment. Hey, guys, check out my new video game. Mom, what? Huh? What'd you say?
9: This weekend, Unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org.
8: Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council.
5: Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Let TalkStream Live transform the way you listen to radio. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store.
1: You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hi, this is Michelle
4: Mangione. You're listening to Swoops World Radio. I listen to it just because I love it so much. At
12: a railroad station in Baton Rouge, there's a train Crescent City. Urban Street keeps calling him back to
0: the Cajun Girl Soul. Yeah, we'll come back to some springtime. We'll sit outside and fall asleep. Thank you, Jacob Jacobs, and Mark Moya for joining us tonight. Uh, about 15 minutes, well, less than that, uh, away from Anthony Davis. The 11. Uh, yeah, about right, right around there. But uh, hey, T-Bone, what's happening, man?
8: Boy, I tell you what.
0: I tell you what, I tell you what, boy. Um, first of all, <laughs> oh, no, wait, we gotta top off. <laughs> Come on, dude. We gotta get prepared. <laughs> get your game face on. Shout out to Dave <laughs> in the chat room. And those of you listening to talk stream live, as well as all the other ways to listen to us here at Swoop's World. T Bone, what's been happening, man? Oh man,
8: you know, I I had a, an interesting weekend.
0: Um, Oh, you went out in Temecula, didn't you? I did. That's right. I went to Temecula
8: on Saturday morning, left at like 8 on Saturday morning, which would have been fine. Had I gone to bed before like five forty Friday night? Oh boy! Uh, that was a, one of those car rides where it's like you got to pull over. We got to find something to eat. Up in, right? <laughs> oh. And you were
0: still in Long Beach? that <laughs> oh, was in Corona. Right? Oh in Corona, And there was a
9: McDonald's. And you know, that's golden just coming yeah. out of this <laughs> guy never tasted so good. <laughs>
0: what um, of everything. You know, was, <laughs>
8: that was a little rough, um, but you know the, the exploratory mission was successfulish. Good. Um, and then caught the. I got to go down to Fallbrook, see my brother and br- brothers, and my cousin, and uh, I saw the chickens.
0: <laughs> they and, had to come home to roost. <laughs> uh-huh. there, were, there
8: were some eggs actually. Nice. And, uh, Brown or? Uh... They were green. Like pale green, Easter eggs or something. It was very, very interesting to look at. but um, you know, They seemed functional.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this guy's been a chef for what uh, oh, Close to 30 years Tell me how many green eggs you've uh, seen man.
4: Never
0: I mean <laughs>
2: I've seen those little Those like little quail eggs yeah. Those uh, are kind of Sometimes I don't, I don't
8: see the color anywhere in this room I'll, I'll show Did it you Did you rinse it off? It might have uh, been. I, I didn't have time to eat any of them No, I actually It might, really no, might have been a good You, day. Day. you might
0: no. that shell off It might not the, uh, have been great No, he had actually Because he
8: took pictures of them When they came out And they were all <laughs> Stuff on them. This was after they've been washed and everything. But uh, now you know I had pizza at the new place that uh, took over for the pizza place of my youth in my little Podunk town with one
0: bunch of hipsters pizza. rolled in there and uh, make some kind of gourmet gourmet pizza. No,
8: I actually I actually liked this one. I mean they did like a New York style one, so it was kind of thin and big slices and um, but it was it was good. It's good. Uh, it's um, nice. And because and the last two places that tried to make a go of it in there it didn't work no, the smart we're not town, good the and towns also, like change uh, we don't it's true <laughs> They're putting in stoplights that, you know, this is one of the fun things Like, <laughs> I grew up there and when I was a kid there were three stoplights in the town by the time I was like 17 graduating high school leaving there were like
0: 11 stoplights <laughs> All Hell was, breaking was like oh, oh hell
8: no <laughs> That one doesn't apply to me. <laughs> that one doesn't apply to me. I was here first. <laughs> and you kind of just honk the horn on the way through. And keep going.
4: Big rebel flag.
8: No, I had the beater pickup truck, but there was
4: there were no stars and bars.
8: <laughs> it's not... Yeah. Um, oh, but it, it, Saturday was fun. We went to the Dodger game Saturday night. Nice. And uh, left in the 8th, which well, was right, You were in
0: Temakula in the morning and the uh, Dodger and, Stadium at night? Yeah. You're a
8: busy yeah. man, dude. Busy day. A lot, I've been in the car a lot the last few <laughs> weekends. But this weekend, I'm not going anywhere. And ah. I'm so excited for that. I'm going nowhere, which is kind of the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
13: uh,
4: I cannot wait to. Consistency, though. <laughs> it's all about it's consistency? A
8: goddamn thing <laughs> this weekend. I'm gonna watch some football, drink some beers, cook some I hear animals. there'll be some
2: baseball games as well.
8: There will be some baseball games as well, yeah. yeah. That's right. It's not so bad. Yeah, it's gonna be a nice little weekend. So, could some could be some good baseball games even. I really hope that nothing gets sprung on me. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
13: but, <laughs> you know that's that when it happens. <laughs> um, I you know, I was
8: telling you guys earlier that my work day was not very fun today. But I was running back through the machine and I came across a couple of just Brilliant little points today. Some gems. Yeah. Uh, I went to a random Greek greasy spoon burger joint today. And, you know, you know the kind of place. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, this place had. My, my, my family's known those kinds of places. <laughs> <laughs> Sons of Leonidas. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this, this place had something called. The menu said D period, you, period, and then there was a piece of tape and a number one period. I guess they decided to make it politically correct on, on the menu, I guess. So I, I, I ordered the DUI fries, and I got them. <laughs> and the DUI fries at this place come. It's a mountain of French fries with chili. It's I mean, it's a total fat kid. <laughs> orgasm. But chili and cheese and pastrami and carne asada. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was obscene. Uh, befitting the name, of course. And in today it was just absolutely necessary. And, I mean, again, obscene, but glorious. Yes. Absolutely glorious. I mean, everything, and everything was good, too. It wasn't just like they shoveled last week's shit onto the fries. It was entirely too much. I mean I I got, you a, I got a pastrami burger too, so no I because <laughs> I had never seen how big it came out and everything. So really. and I made a dent.
2: But you got and leftovers.
8: I have leftovers.
0: Yes, DUI fries.
8: When you get home, yes. <laughs> you'll have some munchies. Shows. He's
0: yes. got a late night snack, breakfast, right and lunch.
8: Covered. That was beautiful. Check. <laughs> and speaking of DUI fries, you gotta give these guys a shout out. Which one was that? This is one? Jim's Burgers on Seventh and Euclid, right across the street from Jefferson Middle School. Yes, I know it well. Yes. Okay. Um, they're cash only. They have an ATM in the restaurant that will charge you a, a modest, you know, seven ninety five or whatever <laughs> 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 cash, like cash withdrawal. Thankfully, I was carrying cash. Transaction fee. Yeah. Um, but they do some good. They do some good work there, and it's very, very. Uh, Neo Greekish. <laughs> <They laughs> yeah. Greco anything. It's, it's, yeah, they they've got some fun fun murals on the walls. You know, some white uh, white sandy stuff.
2: Some 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 pictures of some of the islands, maybe. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. posters I should say of the islands. And it
0: always looks so bright and sparkly from the outside. All, I mean, well, my favorite part compa- compa- compared to all the other Jim's Burgers in the uh-huh. you know. Zoo. My favorite part about this
8: particular joint is the the inkjet printed sign hanging on the wall next to the cash register that says attention students all student orders are to go. (laughs) Get Get the I love
4: that (laughs) I love that leave get your 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 food well take your money but you have to leave
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like the 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 little uh, uh, corner markets Uh, there's a a gas station right there in Loma and uh, 7th on the window there it says no more than four students in the store at a time. Four? And it also says, and you must be purchasing something. Yeah. So you just can't be kicking it with your buddy. That's, and that's and This one over <laughs> here says
8: you must display your student ID or something like that. I well, think. this one over here, there's...
2: One, one at a big time. Line outside. There is a big line outside, and they, they like to congregate. I just push through them, like, you know, like the wheat field.
13: I'm just pushing through the chaff. I just
2: push through, and you know, it's pretty funny. And every once in a while, my kid, well, he, he's graduated now, but. Every once in a while he'd be in the line, so I'd just grab him and drag him on in. But one at a time. It's he's he's one at a time over there. It's yeah. not four at a time.
8: I, I used to have to drive over there uh-huh. and yell at the kids who were supposed to be at school. <laughs> I know where you're supposed to be right now. Mm-hmm. I
4: mean, Calling I'm, your mom! I'll just radio
8: over. Yeah, you're gonna have this, 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 and this person show up in about ten minutes. They need to pick up track. Uh, confiscate their Skittles.
2: Yes. <laughs> my brief
8: period of my life where I had to be the man. Well, look at you, man. Throw Woo! Woo! Yeah. I'm, real, I'm real mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had one other fun thing today, though. Uh, on the subject of DUIs. I took an Uber over here today. Uh-huh. And as I got out of the car, the guy turns around outside here and he rolls his window down and stops and he goes... Oh, I forgot to hit start, so you just get the minimum $4 charge.
0: It's like, Nice. Oh, yes, I wish I'd have tipped you. Now. <laughs> hey, you're lucky, because it's probably one of their premium drives over to cost you $327. <laughs> right,
8: you know, I've, I've been. The most expensive one I've had was after a wedding down at the aquarium back in G- July. And we had like seven of us trying to pile into a car, so I, right. got, I hadn't. Roll up with an SUV and they made three, two stops dropping people off, and it was $57 or something for the big car and everything. And I was like, you know what? All these people got home tonight. That's legit. And no one had to take the bus.
2: Yeah, and I'm thinking you, to do yeah. that, you probably would have had to have at least two cabs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and with all the stops, wouldn't even have fit into And it wouldn't would have been nearly way. as much fun because yeah. I imagine you guys probably had fun. Oh, yeah. And it probably still would have cost you about 50 bucks. Like uh, if no. you, no. No.
0: the two, from the aquarium to the, from the aquarium to there, uh, in a, two cabs, the multiple like stocks. That's like a, that's like a, that's like a seven buck ride, man. Isn't it? Mm. Seven, eight bucks. It was cool. I don't know it was, The guy let
8: us do crazy made. things in that. And
0: yeah, that's, that's
2: what I'm saying, man. you know. <laughs> It probably probably was worth it. Things you (laughs) don't even want to know about. At least not on the air. I
0: do want to know about
4: it, but it's not on
0: the air. You might not want to say it. Not on the air. (laughs) Well, it's I think about time to give AD a call. What do you think, man? Okay. I guess so. First of all,
2: let's get these headphones
0: going. You gotta get your uh, you guys topped off, man? Nope. Nope, Nope. nope, nope.
2: Yeah, man sure is. I need one please <laughs> friend <sighs>
0: Evening, hey, man, AD. Welcome in, Anthony Davis, to the show. Five-time NCAA champion, over at USC. Professional athlete in the NFL, CFL, USFL—you name it. How you doing, man? Welcome back to the show.
14: I'm doing okay. How are you?
0: Doing great, brother. Doing great, man. There's so yeah. much, so many things I want to—I want to chat with. We want to chat with you about tonight, and uh, and uh, let's just get things rolling. First of all, you know, I want to talk about—you uh, know—we've you, heard all the negative stuff the last few weeks, but. You know, as far as student athletes go, uh, there's an op- there, you know there's an opportunity there for kids who uh, otherwise might not have certain uh, opportunities. You know, as far as education and, and life lessons and stuff like that. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on, on the, the the advantages and the, and the things that uh, uh, you know are acquired by uh, student athletes as far as opportunities uh, for you know lifelong opportunities?
14: Well, first of all, what I what what I think all administrators should do when they do see a student athlete has talent athletically is first of all, you know, you've captured the athletic part. What they need to do is tell them that now you got to focus on the academic part. And that is the first and foremost thing you have to do going in for university. If you get an opportunity to go to a school and get a scholarship, your first emphasis is education. So that's the structure. That's the basis. And that's what I try to emphasize to all young athletes going in any university they go to. Because, a, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. And the, and, the, and the thing that's really distorted a lot of these young student athletes, especially when it comes to football, is that everybody thinks they're going to Nash football league. And that's not going to happen. You, you got to focus, you have to focus on academics across the board in the story. You know, yeah. that's my advice. And that's what I think it should happen. I heard it. As a matter of fact, I spoke, I spoke over at USC a month ago at Annenberg School of Communications, and that's what I emphasized too, because they had some football players in the class, and I says, I hope you, I hope young guys are emphasizing your academics.
0: It's interesting. I, I was listening to a, a show to, uh, this week, and uh, they were talking uh, talking about uh, you know some of the things that because the person was a, a student athlete, uh, you know how things worked out for him. And, and uh, the host was talking about a guy who went to. Uh, a, I believe it was Mississippi State, and he he talked about how he was uh, you know coming out of high school he was six six whatever three twenty uh, had talent uh, you know single mom whatnot uh, several siblings and he went to a junior college for two years and then he got then he then he got a full ride for the remainder of his couple of years at uh, I believe it was Mississippi State and he said you know he he never reached his full football potential he played a lot of games he didn't he never started uh, but he said you know. Because of that, he was able to get a you know a great education, uh, a great job. Uh, you know he lives well. He lives well now, and he was talking about you know he says you know the, the, the broken collarbone and the dislocated whatever, uh, you know he'd do it all all over again because of what it's afforded him over the years. And he says you know, uh, you know something like 10, 15 years later, you know he's he's making great money, he lives in a great place, has a great wife, great family, and he attributes all that to the fact that you know he worked hard. But the opportunity was there because he was uh, a student athlete, and, and that he said he would have never had the opportunity
14: because of that. Well, that's well, that, that's true. I mean, he's a prime example. But a lot of them, a lot of them don't don't follow that path, mm-hmm. and those are the guys that really stay on. And he had a vision that, and, and, and whoever guided him and gave him advice, hats off to him because there was somebody in his life who he looked up to who emphasized that. I guarantee you that.
0: Uh, moving on, man. Let's let's talk about this NCAA football season. Uh, we've seen some uh, some crazy games. We've seen some uh, uh, unexpected things. Uh, you teams that have formerly been powerhouses seem to be struggling, and teams that uh, have struggled in the past seem to be doing well. You got the you know the new playoff system. Uh, you've, you've you've witnessed. Uh, you've been following these things. Uh, what, what are your thoughts about some of the uh, some of the games you've seen, and 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 what the uh, what the uh, conference you know the actual uh, Division one conference looks like.
14: Well, first of all, first of all, forget the rankings, forget everything. Everything's up for grabs in all the conferences. I mean, everybody talks about the Pac-12, the SEC, the Big Ten, and and how the the Big Ten has faulted. No one, no one is faulted. You just can't put emphasis on anything until the end of the year now. I mean, they already implemented a playoff system, which I I, I disagree with that because they need a full-fledged playoff, as far as I'm concerned. And you'll find it out at the end of this year. And I don't believe the top four people. They're talking about you know the powers, so-called pick powers. That's a myth too, because they could, they they won't be, they probably won't be there. Maybe mid season of the season, it could be it, four different people at the end of the year. I mean, no one knows from week to week. No one's gonna, no one knows who's going to win in the Pac twelve. <laughs> Look at the Pac twelve. I mean, the, the only two the, the only the only teams I've seen in, in Division one NC two A football is Alabama, of course, because they're they're the most consistent. Uh Florida State, you gotta even though their the quarterbacks got some problems off the field but So still those are the two as far those are the two powerhouses that you really gotta watch. Oregon, I'm not I'm not sold on Oregon yet. Okay, you know they say Oklahoma, I'm not even sold on them either. I just believe you should throw everything out, wait till the end you got I almost gotta wait till the conference games uh, uh come out, you know. The conference the championship. That that's what you gotta put the emphasis on. And everybody's talking about, well, they should win this week. Well, you forget it. Anything can happen now. In a lot of ways, I, I like it that way. Because on any given day, somebody can beat you. I mean, everybody's saying, you know, well, uh, Oregon's supposed to win the Pac-12. Stanford can win the Pac-12. I mean, you, you never know. Who knows? UCLA can win the Pac-12. So, I mean, in the, in the Pac-12 conference, I look at the three teams so far. But that can change any, any, from week to week. So I don't put any emphasis on any of this playoff stuff, any of the rankings, because every week has shown us that anybody can get beat. Look at LSU. Look what happened then with Mississippi State. I mean, look at, look at Flecky Boston. Look what they did. They beat USC and they struggled and struggling, got beat by Colorado State 21-17. Come on. <laughs> Where's Colorado State ranked? Some I'm, so, I'm so they'd be the number-nine team, Colorado State comes in and beats balls. That, that's an example of what I'm talking about. Anybody can be anybody on a given Saturday.
0: You know what's very interesting to me is uh, because of the playoff system, and, and I could be wrong on this, it just seems like uh, now every game I watch, uh, the talking heads are, are constantly saying, well, uh, you know, if they, don't, if they don't run up the score here, they're not going to make it to the playoffs. If – Yeah, you know, if they barely beat this Have you seen that same thing as t Yeah.
8: Yeah. There's this this concept this year of, oh, you can be eliminated in the third. You can be eliminated from the playoff discussion in the third week of the season based on X, Y, Z. I, I, I have painful memories of the 2001 season where there were four teams that had to lose on the last week of the regular season for Nebraska to back their way into the Rose Bowl so that they had the privilege of getting their asses handed to them by (laughs) Miami. And all four of those teams lost. And a team that didn't even win their conference just got plunked in because shit happens. And all these people that think that everybody's eliminated right now, we had a two-loss national champion in 2007 with LSU. And... When, when was the last time before that that we had a two-loss national champion? I that's something now. We, I hope we don't have another one anytime soon, but now that
14: we're going to yes, have teams, I mean,
8: it, it opens the door. What? It makes the regular season less valuable with this new system.
14: yes, what? You, that might player. happen. Yeah. That might happen. So, 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 open your door, because that could happen. With this so-called playoff system, anything can happen. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you that this, this new playoff system, it's not going to work either. Because, you could, because what what if you have, have 16 teams that are undefeated? What if you had six teams got one losses? What if you had six teams got two losses and you're ranking them in the top 10? you you, you throw that all out of, you throw that all out of the window too. So how do you pick that one? That can happen. That can happen. You can have six teams with one loss, six teams with no losses, and you can have six teams with two losses. <laughs> so get ready for that one because it can happen.
0: Another interesting thing I heard, and I don't know how true it is, um, but it comes down to, uh, uh, like you said, multiple teams with one loss, uh, things like that.
14: They, they, they uh, I don't know. Then they go down. Then they, then they go back talking about the strength of schedule. See, that's what it is. If you have six teams with one, then they're going to go back to the BS of, 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 of strength of schedule. That's crap too. Well, some
0: people were saying. Some some of the, the pundits are saying. That the, the 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 NCAA not only the strength of schedule, who will bring in more TV revenues? Which which matchups will bring mm-hmm. in more TV revenues? Yeah.
14: Well, listen. If you have a full fledged playoff system, you will bring in more money because, like I just said, anybody can win. You you. Everybody remember having Oklahoma and Boise State years ago? Anything can. Happen. If you had a full fledged playoff, everybody the, 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 the people will travel more. It'll be exciting. Sponsors will get behind it. People like Nike of the world want a full. They endorse a full-fledged playoff system. That's what people really want to see. And any coach in America, I can have them all in the room. I said I would ask every coach if they, if, 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 without them being politically correct, wouldn't you guys like to have a full-fledged playoff? Any competitive mind would say yes. Somebody would say yes. But right now they got four teams, and everybody's basing the four teams, and all these people in the committee is basing four people being at the top. Well, that ain't going to happen. I don't believe that's going to happen. I don't think those four teams are going to stay it. That's going to change. Yeah,
8: the, the, the folks right now that have you know Oklahoma, Alabama, Oregon, and Florida State on the top, or who, pick your four of the of if you're throwing up four undefeated teams right now, at least two of those are going to be gone come come Absolutely.
14: December. Absolutely, it I, I, I gonna, it to somebody's going to somebody's gonna
8: come on late who had a bad loss early,
14: and. But but remember this though, you can have six teams. Of more, you can have six teams with one losses. How do you deal with that one then? Play favorites. That's how you
8: deal with
14: it. <laughs> see, 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 and, and guess what? You, you, know, you, you can you're gonna have top. You can have two, ten. You can have ten teams. Eight to ten teams could have one loss. That can possibly happen. So how do you deal with that? Make it eight so eight what I would, now. Huh? Let's go to eight teams. <laughs> and then we have eight teams that are the same. We go to sixteen. What I say you get you should you should you should be conference to conference, run through the bowls, and that's what I've always said. Running through the bowls, and then you got all them other crazy bowls, That's the second place teams go play those bowls, seed them up. But you know, there's ways of doing it, but they don't want to do that, okay? But they're gonna find out. And I agree with you. Two of two, two of those teams, or maybe four of those teams they're gonna be at the top. And I believe that I believe Two of them, three or four might even have one loss, because if Florida keeps playing what they're doing, if if Alabama keeps getting shaky in the f- second, third quarters and stuff, beating people at the fourth quarter, that's that that's gonna catch up to them. If Florida stays shaky, if Oklahoma, I mean, something's gonna happen. Just like you said, something will happen. I don't see those teams staying there a the whole year like that. Yeah, the, that the, means we're I talking see the with, likelihood of any of the major, uh, the
8: the now quote unquote power five conferences. I I think it's very slim chances of. Any of those conference champions this season getting through undefeated? I mean, I don't yep, see it in the Twelve. I don't see it in the SEC. I don't see it in the ACC. Not because the ACC
14: is that tough, but because I don't think. Let me Let me tell you about my conference: Pack Eight, Pack Ten, Pack Twelve, whatever it is now. All of let you, first of all, that, this Pack Twelve is a funky conference. You don't know who's going. <laughs> to You don't know who's going to win. Right. You just don't know who's going to win, and that, that's how I look at PAC, the Pac-12. I mean, you know, UCLA struggles with Memphis, uh, Memphis State, then they come back and, and, they, and they blow Arizona State out 62-something. I mean, now if this is a chance to prove, this is a chance to, for example, if UCLA prove that they can make a run for the whole season. If they do, the conference champs are going to come down against UCLA and whoever's in the north. But, but we've got to wait and see on that. You see, you just never know. That's the reason why you need to throw, throw all of this stuff out and just have a full fledged playoffs. And you know, I'm gonna tell you something, gentlemen. That's where it's going down the road. They can say whatever they want. That's where it's going. Yeah. With the uh, you, know, you. You already opened the you already opened the doors up at the playoffs, so it's gonna it's gonna go farther than what we're we're seeing now.
0: Well, I like I like to see that. You, know, you you brought up you brought up you brought up your conference. Let's talk about your alma mater. What are you seeing with USC football this <clears throat> this past week?
14: Man, I, you know, they beat Oregon State 35 to 10. But, you know, we expect it. We'll see. With Oregon State, you never know a day. They, they, we expect that from Oregon State. The thing what I'd like to see with the FC, this is what I really want to see from a running and passing, and from a guy who used to play football, running back and quarterback. I'm familiar with both positions. I'd like to see a balanced attack, and i like to see a comprehensive attack offensively. And I want to be able. To, I want to know why they beat them thirty-five to ten, not because they threw a bunch of ball players and played a sand like game. I want to see why they won and why they lose. If, if 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 they say that their first twenty-two can match with anybody in the country, we'll show that. And then and then manage them properly in an offensive system to really decisively beat somebody on the field. I don't want to see you throwing Hail Marys and this and that. I want to see a run game. I want to see you go from the twenty to the into the next red zone and score. With 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 a with a structured offensive system, I want to know why you ran it on this set down and sit this down distance. I want to know why you threw it here. I want to see the pattern of play calling you're going to do set up from the first quarter to the fourth quarter. That's what I want to see. I want your personnel to be used properly. To know why this guy did because you know football purists they can see that. They say, okay, well, how come they did this and why, why? I'm not seeing that yet. I want to see that. And the reason I talk so strong this way, hey. I was on two national championship football. I know we did. I don't care for football then or football now. It's all the same.
0: What do you what do you, what do you think of the kid Buck, Buck Allen? He, <clears throat> they seem to be high on him. Uh, they, they, they 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 don't give him the ball a lot. I don't think, but the, he uh, he he makes the best of what, what he gets.
14: Hey, let me put this to you: if I had, if I was coaching that kid, I'd run his tongue out. <laughs> <laughs> I, run his, I, I run his tongue out. And matter of fact, I, I would figure out in a game plan, okay, how I'm going to use him with the pass, the run, and so forth. I, I would be playing off it. See, I would run, see all you're doing is tossing the ball and letting him run. You run, 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 or you pass that. I want to see a blend of him belong to passing game. I, I saw the kid run. The kid can run. But I haven't seen a comprehensive run structured game where he's used on both sides of the line of the scrimmage. And maybe they're working on it. I don't know. So. And you know, it, it, and and and, it's, uh, and and help me with the, the quarterback, the kid from uh, Sarah. I understand the kid from Sarah is, is more athletic. He's bigger, and he can make all the throws. And I, I wonder why he hasn't shown. China, I think Kepler, beat him out in the fairly. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know that. Well, but 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 if, but if they don't win, then uh, they might have to make a change to that position. Who knows?
0: The, uh, the 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 history you know up, up until a few years ago the history of that was, I mean it was tailback you I mean uh, you know you get going back to you guys and Mike Garrett before that and uh, and, and, and numerous guys after that up until I don't know Reggie Bush uh, it's probably the last big name tailback but he doesn't count in your world
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, um, uh, they've gotten they, they they seem to have gotten away from uh, uh, spotlighting or highlighting the the tailback or the run game, as you say, uh, what do you think the reason is behind that?
14: Really don't know why. I mean, this they spread offense and throwing the ball and stuff. The, the, the age of the quarterback. Well, hey, look, man. I believe you have some old school along with the new school. You got to do a blend. The old school ain't gone. I mean, you got to have a decisive running back. They don't have that yet. They haven't established I that in years. I don't think they have that transcendent talent at the moment. But uh, I mean. A little bit well, of you don't know. If you, you don't know.
8: It's true because they haven't given it that shot. I
14: agree. No, you, yeah. look, you, you got to have a structured run game. Take, for example, maybe jump to Pro Bowl. You see what the Dallas Cowboys are trying to do? They should have been doing that five, six years ago, ten years ago. Yeah, everybody yeah, everybody here be trying, they're trying red to red throw the ball. Down. Five years ago. See, and see That's Tony. Romo, let, let Tony. Let Tony Romo be a manager of the game. You know, let him manage that run game. If they, if they need to pass. Let him do that. That's the He needs to caught that running and, and running down people's throats. That's what that needs to try to do. That's me. I'm biased toward the run game, that's okay, but I believe <laughs> I, 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 I believe if, if you run that ball and you establish the run, and then that pass will compensate that run. That's what you should do. Hey, go, go talk Andy, to Pete You're Cheryl. talking to a former running back right here, man. Well, <laughs> a former running backs. We only got one quarterback in the room. Right <laughs> Well, 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 you know, but but basically, but basically, you got to have a balanced attack even today. You got to. I don't care what they talk about. For example, because let, 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 let me give you some names on the pro level. I mean, you can talk about pro in college. Tom Brady. Everybody's talking about Brady. Brady ain't messing up. They just they, 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 they just catch. People are catching up with him. Look, Tom Brady and the fake the world. They can't run. They're not mobile. They got to have precise pieces around it. They got to have a running back. They got to have receivers. They got to have both of those dominant pieces. Them to be successful. If it's all Brady, Brady, Brady these days, all Peyton, Manning. Pete Carroll prove you. you can't. You can't do what they do with Peyton now. He can't run. He ain't mobile. I mean, and they just lit up and gotten his. You get in his face and get in Brady's face. They don't perform. They're not. They're not going to break containment and make it happen. They just don't have that caliber of ability to do that. And the same thing goes with college football too. You got to have a mobile quarterback. You got to have a balanced attack. And you got to compensate for the lack of pieces. That the, that the quarterback doesn't have around him. Well,
0: it's interesting you brought up, Brady, because that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Well, let's switch to NFL real quick. Patriots are struggling, and, uh, and, and you know, just like you talked about the, a running game, it doesn't seem that they're able to establish a running game. The the, the offensive line is not – I think Brady's getting less than 1.2 seconds or something to make a decision to get rid of the ball. He's not able to go through his progressions uh, just because he can't get any, uh, any protection out there. Uh
14: has, has everybody got the Patriots number now, or is there a problem within the, within the organization? It's not, that people, it's not that people have Patriots number. I mean, they thought of what they're trying to do, but then if you do that, you got you got to be able to counter that. I mean, I can tell you right now, if, if they had a two-back running ball, if they ran the ball with two backs back there, if they spread people out, they, they got to be very bold, So They've they got to spread people out, bunch people up. You know they, they got to keep people off off balance, but if they if, if they go back to the same traditional stuff they've been doing the last ten years, of course, and, and, and if you're going to go if you're going to continue to do that, you better have some serious pieces around Brady to let him do that. He doesn't have that, and and I think more than anything is that, then I don't think from an academic standpoint, I mean, you know, some of these new pieces in there just this ain't in sync with Brady. And and, and and for Brady and, and a Peyton Manning, those guys got to be work, work, running on all eight cylinders. If not, they're not they're going to get beat like you see they're doing. You you, you got to have all the pieces around these guys. You know, like a Kaepernick, I don't, I can tell you he's going to be a beast. That middle of the year. he's struggling now for somebody. I don't know what's going on in terms of the Forty Nineers, but Kaepernick has everything. He's a modern day quarterback. Him, all those kind of guys, all the big the mobile quarterbacks today, that's the future because they they can improvise and stuff and do things that these other statues, statues quarterbacks can't can do. That's what's wrong with the Patriots. They just don't have the pieces in sync with with, with Brady. And well, if they don't get yeah, that, they're not I, they're I, not, not going to win there, it. That it's a,
8: an issue of pieces being in sync because they've played such an incredible game of, of mix and match and plug and play over the last seven years that the current mix isn't quite – the chemistry's not there yet. And will it get there? I don't know. I wouldn't write him off at this point in the season, but right
9: now
14: it's so probably I don't, not. We, we'll never write off Belichick. <laughs> 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 don't ever write off Pete Carroll. But don't ever write those two off. So if okay? you can
8: take us back into college football for like 30
0: seconds? Yeah, go ahead, bro. All
8: right. All right. AD, I need to ask you, because we're talking about running the running game in college in particular, and I wanted to ask you your opinion about the current, na- the current national rushing leader, Amir Abdullah at Nebraska because the kid is just, I mean, he's got three 200-plus-yard rushing games in their five games so far this year. He's put the team on his back, literally won the game for him in a game that should never have been close. Uh, I mean, have you have you seen much of the kid, and what do you think? What What does this guy have in store for him going forward?
14: First of all, they need to build on him and, and, and build, build the whole team around him. Mm-hmm. If then they offset that with the pass, that's what they need to do because he is a a B. I've seen him run. He can run. If they, if, if they build on him and protect him and add some little things to him, do the play calling, oh, it can be amazing what he can do. That's all coaching. That's all systematic, and that's what they need to do. Because when I saw him run, I said, wait a minute. keep building around him. If you don't build around him, you try to do something different from that because you've already established your identity with him. If you go away from that, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna mess up. That's what I believe. He can play and he can run.
0: Uh, <clears throat> after our little diversion back into the in, uh, in, in NCAA football. Oh, so football. sorry. Uh, let me just say, as a fan, as a fan, our football season, NFL season is so short. I enjoy Monday night football. I enjoy Thursday night football. I enjoy all these many different days of football I can watch. But you are not a big fan of the Thursday night games. Why is that? Well,
14: here's the problem with Thursday night. It throws the clock off as a player, and me being a former player, uh, first of all conditioning, uh, injuries. the Speed of the game now, is, you get a lot of injury. If you if you can have guys, it, it, if you're going to do Thursday night games, just remember, you don't. don't you, if you're going them games, you want to win every game. But if you go going those games, it's going to be tough, especially especially if you especially if you play on Sunday. And you played on the east coast uh, on the west coast. You got to fly back home, and you got to play on a Thursday. A Thursday six days later—that's hard on the team. Because if you do a cross country joint, a jump, jump and you got to come back and play on a Thursday night, that's hard. That's I, hard.
0: I saw an interesting st- statistic on Thursday night games, and if you lose on Sunday, you are pretty close to guaranteed to lose on Thursday.
14: Uh, That's I, think, that, absolutely. I,
0: I think it I think it, it, it reversed itself uh, last week, but uh, as a general rule, they say the team that loses on Sunday and has to play Thursday night generally loses on Thursday
14: night also. Put it this way. Say, say, say if you're in Miami and you fly and play in Seattle on Sunday, okay, and then you fly back home to Miami and you got to go to New York and play on Thursday. You know what that does to your team? Yeah. <laughs> You know what that does? Do from a travel standpoint, time difference and stuff, and you're conditioning your body. And then let me put this on you: if you go from a grass field to a turf field, that puts pressure on that puts that that puts pressure on your on your legs. And then you fly all the way back across country and fly up northeast. I don't know if any team's going to do that, but any team that does that, they lose. They got two losses (laughs) just from a conditioning standpoint.
0: Thinking of travel. As much as I enjoy the sports, the many games I can watch, I'm not a big fan of the London games. Uh, What what are your thoughts on these these games they play in in London?
14: (laughs) What did you say? What are my thoughts on what? Uh,
0: And then playing, like, you know, these games they play in London. I mean, you talk about travel, you talk about time spent flying from one place to another. I mean, you got two teams leaving their their, their home field and, and flying, I mean, especially if you're a West Coast team. That's 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 a long
14: that's a lot of time. Tower, nine hour yeah. Hey man, you know something? I don't even like that either. I mean, that just that's just off the chart. I don't I don't like you. Flying. You're flying over another country with a football team, sixty guys or whatever the number is these days. You're gonna fly from the East Coast all the way over. I mean, look at the Raiders; they flew from Oakland mm-hmm. all the way over all the way to New England. That's crazy. But if they lose don't on Sunday, they they're
0: gonna lose the next week anyway. So I mean, it's just. <laughs>
14: That's a guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they're a bad example. No, they fired the coach. Everything's going to be fine now. So let, let me tell you about the Thursday night plus traveling over Europe stuff. That's the reason why you need to expand. If you're going to be doing that with the ball players, from a conditioning standpoint, an injury standpoint, you need to, you need to expand the roster. You need to get your rosters need to be bigger if you're going to do all that. If you want to expand your brand, expand your your roster brand yeah, too. I mean, you have more players. You don't start doing stuff like that. Well, it's and if you go all the way
2: I, to London, your next week should be a bye week. I
14: mean, that's that, absolutely okay. okay, okay. Both teams, that's if, you're, absolutely, you're, you're absolutely right. If, if, if you do that, both those teams got a bye week, okay? And anybody play on Thursday, they have about a bye week because you don't you don't kill these teams doing that because remember somebody everybody somebody gets hurt every game. Every game. I mean, what if you lose three or four players in one game? A lot, a lot of it's because of travel issues, food issues, all kinds of stuff. You don't get injured just on the field. You can get injured just based on traveling and, and, and from fatigue. But just the fatigue will blow your, your muscles out, too. And, 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 and fatigue will break your, break your body down. So I'm just saying from that standpoint, they need to expand the rosters. If you don't start doing that kind of stuff, expand the roster. That's what you need to do.
8: Baseball experimented during the the last uh, floundering years of the Montreal Expos. They had the Expos play several of their home games, in heavy quotation marks, down in uh, Puerto Rico. Um,
14: That's crazy, too. (laughs) It is crazy,
8: yes. Uh, But, you know, at, at any given time, any team that had to go play there, aside from the Expos themselves, was there for three, maybe four games at a time, which translates to a much smaller percentage of their season than an entire... One NFL game is equivalent to ten Major League Baseball games in terms of a percentage of your season and what you can gain or lose in terms of standings. Do we really want the... I mean, I know that the NFL experimented initially with preseason games in London and down in Mexico City. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Um I just I don't see anything good coming from actual competitive games being sacrificed for money when we when it comes down to what's really happening on the field. Both teams are out there looking like what the f- what the hell time of day is this? Why, why are we here? These people are cheering when we kick an extra point during warm up. Like, <laughs> no one knows what the hell is going. It's it's like being an American, being a European soccer player playing at an American stadium. It's a waste of time. I don't I don't I don't. Aside from the NFL, just thinking that they're somehow going to captivate England with American football which
4: is not going
14: to happen I, I just don't in my in my, in, in my opinion, I totally agree with you. I don't think that's going to happen. But no, like I said, they're going to do that. If, you know, if, they, if you're going to mess around like that, you're going to mess around your band like that. Hey, why don't you just add 10 more guys to your team, mm-hmm. pay these guys more money, go on over there, and you do all kinds of stuff. If you want to go to Mexico, just, just do it. If you want to play on Thursday, just do it. Just keep the traditional Sunday games. And if anybody from Europe Mexico want to come, come and let them come to the United States and watch the game. Half uh, the people don't, uh, they can't afford to go to the game. French people can't go to the game. They can't afford to go there. That's why they're trying to get, get the United States to get jobs here. People can't afford to go to them games down there. That's why they come in, come to the United States. <laughs> I, I, I
4: think that, you know, us. And and, and your, us try, look, the the European, NFL trying to put
8: a team cuz you know the end game has been pretty transparent yeah, for a long time without a doubt they think that they're going to try to successfully put an NFL franchise over there and it's an insane hey, awesome yeah. concept it's like us saying hey. that we're going to go bring bombers and troops and bring peace to the middle east i mean it's fucking stupid <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense we're trying to go the wrong way about something that already isn't going to work in the first place
0: and it's just well. it's silly while so we're funny. still on the NFL topic, <laughs> that that was, that uh, was there. Right, AD, it is the uh, real quick. Uh, anybody surprising you this year in the NFL? Um, team wise, uh, somebody that uh, any team out there that you thought uh, is, is 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 performing above uh, what you expected?
14: No, the, 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 the only team and organization I'm impressed with, period, is the Seattle Seahawks. I mean he has established like I keep telling, he's established a new blueprint on how to bring players in and how to coach for. Pete Carroll, I take my hat off. There. I hope you listen to this, Pete, and I know you fantastic job because I'm gonna tell you something. What he did with those people that people did not want, I'm gonna say that again, people they did he did not want. He's proven that people he's proven what I've said. there's guys that walk in the streets and play in the national ball league, and he's proven that. That's the only team that impresses me in the National League because he's consistent, and that is it. Pete Carroll and the Seattle out, and I look forward to watching them play. Nice.
0: Saturday, Tilt to Kilt. You're going to be there, right?
14: I'm going to be at the Tilt, talking to the ladies, talking to the fans.
0: (laughs) Anthony Davis at the Tilt to Kilt in Orange right there off of Catella, just up the street from the Honda Center. There, every Saturday, for all of the uh, NCAA games. You go there and check out, meet AD, shake his hand, get a signed picture or whatnot, and uh, he'll chat with you, man. I see him I see him working out there, man. He, uh, he, people come up there and, and they, they know a lot about you and a lot about people you played with, and uh, you, you, they, they make you have to go back to the archives every once in a while,
14: huh? Yeah, man, I gotta dust my stuff off, man. They're just showing how old I am, you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 uh, AD, unbelievable as
0: always brother thanks a lot for uh, for joining us on the show and we look forward to chatting with you next week man
14: okay thank you take thank care
0: you. Yeah, great
4: Wednesday, day. Day. take it easy Anthony Davis
1: I wake up at five to give Dad his medicine. Every day I wake up at five to give Dad his medicine. At six I make his breakfast. Every day I wake up at five to give Dad his medicine. At six I make his breakfast. At seven I shower. Every day I wake up. For at
5: those five.
0: caring for a loved one, we hear you. That's why AARP created a community to help us better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org/caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
6: Hi, this is Ronnie Wood of the Stones for RAD. You know it's okay to rock and roll and party, as I do it all the time. Just let someone else do the driving. That's what I do. Remember,
5: rock lives, and you should, too. Please don't drink and drive. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council.
1: Talk Story Radio.
5: This
0: is Raspin Stewart. You are listening to
12: Swoop's World. We started out so innocently. We learned to take what we need. Forgive us for our greed. Let's dance. We smoke the hookah and dance.
4: <laughs> so my name. We Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to Swoop's World Network and. Thank AD for joining us as always. Always a good time with AD. And we'll chat what do we get next week? It's time now for. uh, you know that sound. It's time for sports with T-Bones Timeout. Or as we say it here, it's T-Bone.
5: Timeout.
8: Oh my goodness, another night back in the studio. Woo-hoo! I've got a full beer, a full smile.
0: It's now, you know, you know, Dave's in the chat room, so you, you <laughs> might have to talk about that preseason game that uh, was played. Is it yesterday?
8: Are we talking hockey? eh? Yeah. Eh? Well, the Kings have been destroying everyone in the preseason thus far. Um, it's it's not even been close. I think they've pretty much lit up. They've been playing all, almost all West Coast teams. They, called, they played uh, San Jose or something. The Sharks. Right? They've played San Jose. They have played Anaheim. I mean, they've and they've kind of pummeled everybody. Uh, Two one was you know that's that's just a W. But in preseason, <laughs> I mean, it's not even really a W. It's just it's just a letter that happens to, to coincide <laughs> with a game that doesn't actually count. Real hockey starts real soon, and that makes me real happy. But uh, in the meantime, there are real sports being played. Um, <laughs> no, ho- not to say that hockey's not a real sport.
4: <laughs> not a real season. <laughs> the old, yeah, it's yeah. not a real season. <laughs> That's, Cause cause mad. Cause That's what the, you meant. Because
8: the T-bone of four years ago was dismissive of sports not played on grass.
4: <laughs> and
8: nowadays, you know, I'm. I'm trying to be more open, and you I've expanded
4: had, I've had your. Had a lot of
8: fun with hockey mm-hmm. over the last few years. I found that there are a lot of great places to get drunk and watch hockey, and that's a that's a big sell that's in my always book. A big plus. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, hockey's good for that. Yeah, I mean definitely.
0: Hey, real quick, I was I was, <laughs> I was flipping channels on the, the sports section of the, the cable network, mm-hmm. and I uh, locked. Oh, in what is cable like? to the? Uh, Championship coming from Scotland, I believe. Aye. Darts. Darts, darts,
8: darts. What were they playing? Were they playing cricket? Were they playing? They were
0: playing. I don't know. I'm not a big dart guy. They were throwing these little needle nose things with feathers on the end at a board, a circular board with red, white, and black and stuff. Darts. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really weird because the moment one guy throws his three darts, like like. They had the score. Uh, like I said, I don't know. It was darts, so probably They were like the, the score was going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the moment he would grab his darts, you know, when I play darts with real darts, it's like, dude, let me get my shit and get out the way before you start throwing. No, man. The moment this mm-hmm. guy grabbed his darts, the next guy is like fired <laughs> away. Fair game. Yeah, at exactly. <laughs> And default, he threw his three darts, and that same guy got back on the thing and, and they started throwing away. And, Oh, it was really weird. Uh, and I guess, I, I couldn't figure it out, but I guess one guy did something, you had to match it, or something, I don't know.
2: Somebody won, and somebody lost. Yeah, and
0: like, one guy threw a bullseye, which really didn't mean crap in the big scheme of things, and they were aiming at other stuff, and it was... It's
8: cricket, though. Yeah. 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 Weird. Because you need to get, in, in cricket, you need to close... Uh, so when you say
0: cricket, I picture these guys with those flat bats. Yeah, this
8: is much less <laughs> lame than that. You don't drink tea in the middle, you drink beer the whole time. And in cricket, you're not aiming for anything except 15 through 20 and the bullseye. And your goal is to get at least three, I mean, depending on if you're playing scoring or non-scoring. But in this instance, they were playing scoring, it sounds like. So you're trying to get three of each of 15 through 20 and bullseye. And then once you have three of that, you've closed it. And if the other player has not gotten three of that particular... Like, for instance, if I hit a triple 15 on my first throw, and the other player hasn't closed their 15s yet, every 15 you hit after that is points. So that's points up. Um, If you're talking about points going down... He could be talking about uh, three hundred one. I think that's what you're, I've always played. You're trying to just go from three hundred one to zero exactly, and if exact. you miss it, then you have to go back to what you were
4: before. Yeah, something happened like that. Yeah, but I noticed one yeah. guy. You
0: know that little okay, uh, the the thing comes out from the bullseye and gets kind of wide on the end, right? And then the, and then it's like sectioned off, right? Uh-huh. This guy put three darts in that little freaking section of triples yeah, that's, yeah. Like, that's some badass throwing yeah <laughs> darts are a great time and after about five minutes I was bored I moved on <laughs> well, uh, the, watching darts is like
8: watching golf yeah it's awful playing darts is way better than playing golf way you better. don't have to go anywhere <laughs> you don't have to you don't have to wait for some girl in a golf cart to come bring you more booze if you don't get if all you, sweaty if you, no.
0: if, you properly, if you plan properly if you plan properly you will be running out about the time she returns.
8: Yeah. Probably, are we talking about golf? Yes. Yeah. No. Oh. Because no, I, so mean, I don't play darts. I, play I, don't, I don't run out of beer while I'm golfing because I don't respect the rules of the golf course. But,
4: um, or the, or Cooler, the ABC say. for that matter. No, it doesn't have to be cold, It's fine.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I digress. It's Back okay. No, I game. mean, I have a dartboard.
8: At the uh, the new pad, ah. it was at the Triple Seven too, but we never did have a uh, rendezvous there. So it's football season again. I hear we're in the process of finding a new studio, so if we need to do a show at the uh, at the the alternate studio C, let's call it, <laughs> that happens to be my apartment letter. There you go. <laughs> you, know, you know what always pisses me off? If if you're if you live in a place where they they letter it A B C D. You still put a freaking pound sign in front of it. It's like, no, number C does not exist. <laughs>
4: there is no number C. I don't care. It is the letter C. I don't care what the post office says. I do not
8: live in number C. But Studio C is available, and there's a dartboard nice. very near to, you yeah. know, microphones
0: and you Wi-Fi. Front, right?
14: I have several of
0: those. <laughs> well, just,
2: just so you know, uh... My better half would uh, be thrilled at that, so we may not want to let that get this out too soon. Is, this is on a one-off situation. <laughs> that's, a one-off situation. That's,
0: that's a case of emergency break glass. <laughs> she's all
2: for a relocation. There, I hear that every Wednesday this afternoon. This would have to be a call-in guest kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
8: yeah. I, I think that the uh, I think that the, the, the bands would. That's also what the she's problem. advocating.
4: <laughs> <laughs> See, it's different, uh, it all,
8: <laughs> all of the walls that I have connect to somebody else. <laughs> Most common <laughs> walls. Yes. Uh-huh. But it, it was a, it's been a great week in sports. It's a great week in sports to come. Postseason baseball started yesterday. College football is getting interesting. Conference games have just gotten going. The NFL has been. I think much more of a surprise than some of our earlier conversators would have. Uh, yeah, would have I think since he's a
0: surprise. I think there's several of them that are big surprises. I think I think the, that the team that beat his KC, favorite favorite KC's team is surprise. probably a surprise
8: to some degree. And well, Seattle Seattle is three and they the one.
0: one game. They They've
8: to? lost one game. It was on the road. It was. 118 degrees on the field. Oh yeah,
0: the, the, the bolts in that
8: game. Uh, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. lost by I mean, nine. I and mean, you
0: were, uh, I should have thought, I should have known why you were. Like. <laughs> but,
8: <laughs> and I am, I am an admitted homer. I mean, there's <laughs>
0: nothing wrong with that. No,
8: but the Chargers, they look all right right now, right? I mean, they have no running game at the moment. Donald Brown is doing his best, but when Ryan Matthews and Danny no hit, LD. Both I mean, go down L- early. It? It's tough. T- LT. Um, the, the Chargers, I think, they're they're a playoff team, but they're not a Super Bowl team.
2: They're not the Super Chargers yet.
8: Well, the song plays every time they score, no matter what. <laughs> right now, I, they're, they're they're the oh, super I think Kellen Winslow was
0: playing last time they were actually the Super Chargers.
8: <laughs> I think Stan Humphreys would disagree with that. Because he's the only one to ever get them to a Super Bowl. They
0: got there. Got there.
8: He, yeah. This is, this is San Diego sports. We. <laughs> get to the championship on occasion, that's all that's required. You never win
0: it.
8: So the Chargers have been to a Super Bowl. Didn't win. The Padres have been to two World Series. They managed to win one game between the two World Series. Um, So, yeah, I mean, hey. I think that the Chargers are a pleasant surprise. I think that seeing them make their way into the playoffs last year, most people could see that Rivers was... On a different plane, you know, he was kind of, he, like he benefited like He benefited from a little bit of a change of scenery, and a little bit of a shake it up, you know, everyone needs that every now and then. You have the same boss for six years, it's like, Jesus. They have to have that same talk again. <laughs> I had this kid at work last week tell me. I just can I just call my mom. I don't want to have this talk again. I'm like, it's the third week of school, dude. <laughs> like, you don't want to have this talk again. Stop doing this shit.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it's not that it's hard. Easy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you, Mister, are the, uh, the definition yeah. of insanity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then we're the we, we're the
8: assholes. Mm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, well, 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 well. anywho. Work was good today because I had DUI fries at lunch. <laughs> 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 they were yeah. great. DUI fries and a $4 Uber
0: ride. Lots of oh, DUI fries on the horizon. There. Yeah, dude. In my world here in the next few days. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I have a
8: bicycle question for you guys when we're off the air. Because yeah. I don't want to sound really stupid on the air. <laughs> well, we, we've upped
0: our standards lately, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no.
8: I'm going to sound plenty stupid tonight. Don't worry. I'm going to sound stupid about things that I know everyone's stupid about, though. Like, for instance, who the hell... Is going to actually make this four-team mythical playoff that we have in college football nowadays?
0: I don't think anybody really knows,
8: and I like that to an, to an extent. But four—the only thing that bothers me is that you know there are these new now it's the Power Five conferences. That's the term that ESPN has just started gobbling like nobody's business. I mean, they're ramming it down their throats, and in the process, mm-hmm. most of their readers.
4: <laughs>
0: You know this is streaming video, too.
8: Yeah, yeah, I know. That, was, that was why I gave the twist in the wrist. Because some people need a little coaching, you know? You can't just do this. You need to do, do something. You've got all these moving parts. Put them to good use. Yeah.
6: Salt and pepper shaker. Salt <laughs> and <Some> pepper
11: shaker.
8: <laughs> I mean, honestly, if I can educate while I do this, uh, yeah. then the world is a better place. The world is a better place. Yeah. You're absolutely right. <laughs> But I I mean I
2: don't it, it what, that's what Raven said. I mean what you leave behind.
4: <laughs> You're Oh, we...
0: uh, so no dead
8: air, all right. Thanks, Peter. Uh, right. I uh, I see I see a whole bunch of teams I who see are dead people. <laughs> In the lead-in conferences, the the new Power 5-ish, and I just I don't see anybody who's ready to step up and be the champion yet. And by the time we have those few teams that do it, we're going to have uh, a bunch of crazy people deciding who's actually going to do it. <coughs> right. So, uh, it's going to be weird this year. Well, I, yeah, I, mean, I a think, as things. AD said, uh,
2: you know, it's like, how, how are you going to decide that? You know? Yeah. Is this team that... Has lost one game, but they lost that one game early. Are, are they not worthy? You know what's? You know, it's like that's that's a, a huge, you know, I mean, a huge that, problem. Another yeah. thing is, again, I, I said this way back when before the season started. At some point, somebody's somebody's going to say, "I just wish we had the BCS because that was such well, that a better has, system." That, that
0: happens every time there's a change. But yeah, the, the thing is, is when you start talking about strength of schedule, that's kind of bullshit too because sometimes. You know the, the schedule looks strong because oh you play this team, you play that team, play this team, and it's not necessarily that strong. It's because of the, the names of the teams right. and, and how they. What did was the stronger. starting quarterback? And hurt or the, the what time of the year? guard. Yeah, what time of the year was that loss? Was that right. loss when this, was this when that team you lost to was firing on all on all cylinders, or did you just throw a game? Or
2: did we have some crazy ass weather? Yeah. Right and. The team from the north was playing in 120 degrees. It's like, well, that's going to favor the home team over the team
8: from the north. Both teams have to play in the weather. <laughs> the same
0: field for both teams. We're talking college, mister. Like that, Francis.
8: <laughs> I, I say this stuff to kids all the time. Oh, they don't even have a gym over there. We have to play on the blacktop. Well, so does the other team. Come on.
0: Come on. Give it your best, Billy Bob. <laughs>
8: <laughs> 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 I mean, it's there. It's, it's coming. Um, I don't know how the picks went this weekend. I feel like my picks probably were terrible. They usually are, but I mean, at least the last you week. won this week. Ooh, I won. Did you? Yes, I did. I beat, it beat you guys. Yeah. Oh crap! Okay. I'm getting there. I'm figuring
0: it slowly out slowly but surely. I believe t and t- t- you. Uh, you finished. Uh, yeah. Six wins. Peter with four. Myself with four. Nice.
2: But you didn't ace the college,
0: so, or did he? <laughs> no, he uh, <laughs> I didn't. I don't no one aced anything, obviously. <laughs> no, there was. <laughs> we could have. He hit had there six. Ten, there were ten games out yeah, there. Yeah, but you
2: could have had he five split college in one. He split three and
8: three. Uh,
2: I'm just I pointing see, out that I, I did I, ace.
8: I, I see what you're saying. That's all I'm saying. Peter's trying to grasp at uh, his. You glory. gotta get those yeah, few okay. bits that you come hey, along probably, right? Peter got all five of something at one point. His scientific so method nailed it. Exactly. Um, we have a few fun yeah, games. In, we have a few fun <laughs> games in college football this weekend. Uh, we've got two big games involving the state of Mississippi. We got Alabama going down to Oxford, up over where? Who cares? Alabama and Ole Miss, not Oxford, England, because this is not the NFL. Here in America, we, do we play American football. On uh, American turn. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Even if it's maybe occasionally been contested and or confederate. <laughs> um, Alabama and Old Miss going to town in Oxford, Mississippi. Uh, we've got several battles of ranked teams this weekend, actually. OU, the Sooners, taking on the Horny Toads. That's actually in Amon Stadium, Fort Worthish, Texas. TCU, for those of you who aren't... Uh, the up and up. They wear purple. It's okay. Uh, speaking of purple T-bone's favorite color. Love purple. Especially on the football field. I think every team should wear purple.
0: As long as your field's not blue or purple, you're good.
8: you know, honestly, I give Eastern Washington, I give them a free pass for their red fields, you know. If you're gonna if you're gonna make a field that's not green, might as well be red. <laughs> Hides
14: the blood. Uh, Right? LSU
8: on the road at number five, Auburn. I I don't buy either of these teams as high as they are. LSU got shellacked at home by Mississippi State, uh, who is actually hosting number six, Texas A&M, this week in a game that's probably one of the most intriguing games of the weekend. Uh, When the AP stops sucking the SEC's dick, these conversations about the rankings will be a lot more entertaining. But for the time being, I basically just gave you the SEC schedule for the weekend
4: because
8: everybody in the fucking SEC is ranked. I mean, the, the, new, the new Vogue thing with uh, all these writers is to say that, well, you know, we don't love the whole SEC. The whole SEC isn't great, but the entire SEC West <laughs> is great. That's their new rationale for just saying all these teams are the shit and everyone who plays them sucks. Kind of comical. Um, So, if you see Mississippi State, who's currently ranked 12th, beat Texas A&M, who's ranked 6th, expect Mississippi State to go up to number 4 or 5, and Texas A&M to maybe fall to number 7, if not possibly jump up to number 5. On the same token, if you see LSU, who's 15th, beat Auburn, who's number 5, LSU might go to number 3 or 4. Auburn might be like five, six, maybe seven. They might just stay at number five. Um, This current, this current scheme is just. (laughs) I mean, it's it's ridiculous. So uh, the other two teams in the, I'm sorry, two of the three remaining teams in the SEC West, Alabama and Ole Miss. So if Ole Miss beats Alabama at home, Ole Miss will be anointed to number three, and Alabama will go to maybe number four. I don't know. We might have. We could have a situation where after. After Saturday, we've got three, four, five, six, seven, eight—all from the SEC West.
4: Huh.
8: Because that's the current anointed—not even conference, but division within a conference. Because the the ESPN self-proclaimed worldwide leaders and the Sports Illustrateds and all these other all these other really smart sports people have realized that even they can't sell the piss poor. Florida and Kentucky and Missouri and Missouri is the best team in a bad.
0: Missouri's looking; they play some good ball,
8: man. Yeah, but I mean Georgia and South Carolina, good, good football teams. Don't get me wrong, but they're not, they're not world beater, top ten, anything. So since those teams on that side of the conference aren't doing that, they they have to just say, "Oh, these guys are the shit." It's it's really funny, like the. The uh, SEC West apologists have really gone into overdrive on the college football media circuit the last week or two. Uh-huh. And it's sad to say that I even know that. <laughs> I'm a junkie, man. <laughs>
0: well, junkie, a uh, uh, different conference, but uh, can you believe the way uh, Michigan State's been playing
8: lately? Michigan State is a team that has, I, I can not absolutely believe it because yeah. I, I saw them in person last year. In Lincoln, I went to one game last year at, at Nebraska, and it was when Michigan State
0: Spartans huh?
8: defensively just tore them to shreds. Nebraska had five turnovers, three I think in the first quarter, and that that will doom any team.
0: But it's, it seems like the last this year, four years, they've year's, the year's this, gotten better every yes, year. Yes, they
8: they have, and they've won they've won eleven or more games for the last three years, I believe. And this year is kind of a different formula for Michigan State because Sparty is. Uh, they're scoring points this year. They've been they've been a defensive, nasty team. I mean, they're like all right. This annoys the crap out of me, but Seattle, they oh. refer to their defense as the Legion of Boom.
0: The well they are. just
8: why not just call it the Legion of Doom? That's worse. <laughs> like that's that's more intimidating to me. The Legion of Boom sounds stupid to me. It really does. It sounds
2: like a Saturday
8: night life. Yeah. Like, yeah, like the ambiguously gay well, can, duo. That's what it
0: sounds head, like man. to me. Well, you can hit it, boom, baby, boom, baby. But,
5: boom,
8: baby. <laughs> but Michigan State—they've referred to their defensive secondary over the last several years as the no-fly zone, which I think is—I think that's legit. I like, legit. That. I like that. Like, all right, cool. We're we're gonna take something that's that's downright back-breaking. Yeah, like it ruins your life. Like if you live in a no-fly zone, your life sucks ass. Yeah.
0: And, and if you're stretched out over the <laughs> over the middle there, that's some. Then you're probably a free safety just blasts you and splits <laughs> you in half. <laughs>
8: but Michigan State this year has a different formula, and they are they've decided that they're going to score points this year. They've got a, a quarterback in his second year as a starter, and Connor Cook, and uh, they won the Rose Bowl last year. They 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 kind of surprised. Some people, because they beat Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game, and then they came and did the same thing and beat uh, Stanford in the Rose Bowl. It's a little different complexion the game. team this year. It was a very good game. It was old school. I was, and was. that was the kind. I mean, if you pick those two teams and you say, "Let's put Michigan State and Stanford in a room together with nobody watching, and they can watch it later," that's exactly what you get. You get two teams that just beat the piss out of each yeah. other. Yeah. You know, for sixty minutes, and one of the teams came out on top. It's to you play it ten times; it might go six six to four one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. It might go five to five. It could but, easily, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the Michigan State this year is doing a little different, though. They they're scoring more points. They've got a stud running back. They've got, uh, a, I mean, hell, they they're averaging over fifty points a game right now through through four games. Uh, they have a loss already. They lost to Oregon in humbling fashion on the road. They were up uh, twenty-eight to seventeen, well, that, that I think. Kid really? Was
0: it Mari- Mariota?
8: Marcus Mariota is going to win the Heisman this year if he doesn't break. That
0: his leg. kid is a he's a badass. Quarterback.
8: He, he's going to win the Heisman this year if he does not break his leg. And I will again say it three times in twenty-five seconds. Marcus Mariota is going to win <laughs> the Heisman this year if he does not break his
0: leg. He's super humble
8: too. He is. He's a he's a he's a kind of all right. So I have this piece-of-crap high school football coach who, he was a total dirtball, like, wandering star, mercenary kind of guy, you know. And when he came to my high school, I was a sophomore, and he was there for my sophomore and junior year. We won the championship my junior year. His daughter was, like, 19 at the time. She's a total slutbag. <laughs> <laughs> she was really hot, but she was a Ooh. Don't hold back. Say what you really think. And, and everybody on the team knew it. And we had this one. We had a really good running back my junior year. He was a senior, and we won the championship. And, like, the week before the, the finals, all of a sudden, all these newspaper people were coming into our school to interview players and everything, interview the coaches. And our head coach was talking about our, our starting running back, and he's like, yeah, he's the kind of guy – that you wouldn't, that you'd like to date your daughter. And it's like, well, dude, coach, he banged a shit on your daughter already.
0: So. Let me just give it in. It's a done deal. Let <laughs> just accepted that fact. <laughs>
8: Michigan State's got a good game this weekend. They're at home against Nebraska in a game that I am excited to see. I don't have anything to do this weekend. Sorry, are you, you want to break it right now? Right now? Whenever?
4: This um, is a swim
0: Start on the Talk Show Radio Network. We're here right here in the middle of T-Bone's timeout. Got to take a quick break and, and quick be right break. back after this. This is Rillo Wright and this is Rillo's LB.
11: This that Long Beach, east side of Pitbull waller, Jackrabbit, Pollyho Donut shops and liquor stores, 40 ounce of Mission Bro, roll a fat blood and tell your bitch filled with mistletoe, Puerto Rican off of 4th Street, she know me, I'm low-key, so deep, probably off of Liman Hill, sipping on some Henny Slow And she know we don't love them hoes Just wanna see you take off your clothes, this that blue carpet treatment Shout out to the dog for the Cadillac Soda pilas, fruit neck, check the collar Smoke weed every day, bitch That's the motto, everybody in the grand Trying to hit the lotto. It's from Miss Quellberg in the 11th grade. You said I had so much potential, but I'm silly, blazed. Still amazed how I'm getting it now. Throw it up for my city, cause I'm putting it down. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Buying weed under palm trees, nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Buying weed under palm trees, nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Buying weed under palm trees, nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Shoot your ass with that long heat, nigga. I'm from that's long that's Beach. Dog, wore a G. dog, rest in peace. Boob on the chronic, I got the recipe. Let's go see. What's poppin' the night? I'm copping some flight, top of to heights. Pull them off when I'm rocking the mic. I'm like, what it is, what it do? What it seem like? East side train, bitch, my niggas that green light. I'm three flights higher than a round trip. Had Louis Burger eating fries with a down bitch. I found this to be the life I chose. I like some O's, with some nice, quite thick holes. Whoa. It's LB, don't tell me about nothing You smell me, that's the OG that I'm puffing I'm fucking your favorite, I'm leaving her tasteless Cause cologne, baby, now I heard that's your fragrance Yeah, you know what I'm on, just the fucking East, baby I'm a fucking beach, baby Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Buying weed under palm trees Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Buying weed under palm trees Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Nigga, I'm from Long Beach
6: did you just look down at your phone? You did it again, didn't you? You know, you're flying down the road in a three-ton hunk of steel, and a text takes your eyes off the road for an average of five seconds. At 55 miles per hour, that's long enough to travel the length of a football field and cause some serious damage. Turn it off. Trust me. Whatever it is, you'll live. Learn more at stoptechstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration.
1: The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. This is Last Day Off,
4: and you're
12: listening to Soups World Radio.
0: Talk Talks Radio Network, and we're here with uh, T-Bones. Time out. Back to you, T-Bones. Interrupted. Oh, uh, damn it, Peter. Yeah, you know, it's one in every crowd. You know, if you're
8: going to ah. interrupt, you could at least bring me a whole keg of horchata.
4: Horchata! <laughs> My kid uh, had
2: some horchata
8: today for the first time. He's like,
2: that shit's horrible. Versus, really? really? shit's good. <laughs> I, I knew there was something wrong
8: with that kid. <laughs> if you don't like horchata, you are just... There's
0: something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. He's born and raised in SoCal, right? Well, yeah. I mean, he's no, raised Not SoCal. born. He's yeah, raised, is. raised here, yeah.
8: yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. What you going to do? What you going to do, man? We were talking about Nebraska and Michigan State. That one's taking place at 5 p.m. Pacific time on Saturday. That one's on ABC. Uh, we have a few other, you know, we mentioned a few other fun uh, rankings. Facing off this weekend, uh, Stanford and Notre Dame taking place at 12:30 <coughs> on the NBC. And Pat Hayden is probably <laughs> Pat Hayden's probably not going to make an appearance there, but you, know.
2: you never know. He might show up on the sideline when he gets called.
8: Uh, USC is. Uh, are they playing this weekend? Oh yeah, the Trojans are pay- are playing against Arizona State. Arizona State, yes. Arizona State licking their wounds after an absolute pantsing at the hands <laughs> of UCLA. <laughs> they got their asses uh, whipped. And they started off. They started off so good. They did. They played well. But the good, uh, good first quarter. Granted, talent wise, they were they were outmatched a little oh, bit. No. But um, having a freshman quarterback. In against a veteran defense is just—it's a tough spot to be in unless your freshman quarterback is, you know, a Jameis Winston against a veteran defense of crappy ACC team. <laughs> so,
0: uh, yeah, You've—you've had, you've had the strong opinions tonight, man. You're—you're really you're, you're on a roll. And then, like, there's something different.
8: Uh, <laughs> am I not usually this this opinionated? No, you're
0: always opinionated. I just think that, you think they're a little sharper tonight. Maybe? A little sharper. A little maybe. sharper maybe. Sometimes
2: you're a, a bit more. I wouldn't want to use the uh, term PC, but sometimes you're a bit more, uh, you know, you know, circum- less edgy, circumspect <laughs> about your true feelings.
0: All right. Well,
8: <laughs> Lest I be mistaken for being circumspect
4: circumspect
8: about (laughs) (laughs) my feelings again, Uh, I think that the game of the week for the Pac-12 here comes out actually tomorrow night. That's Arizona at Oregon at Alton Stadium. That's on ESPN. It's at 7.30 for us uh, West Coast folks. And Oregon, 4-0, 1-0 in Pac-12. And Arizona, 1-0 in the Pac-12 and 4-0 an overall as well. Um, Arizona had a, a fun and exciting thriller finish of a game. They had a Hail Mary.
4: That's right. Oh, yeah?
8: That is right. I don't, I don't remember who they beat, but some somebody crappy in the Pac-12. <laughs>
0: um, that, it wasn't as exciting as SC's Hail Mary in the what, third quarter. but this, this is a game
8: where... I don't know what the over-under is. Oh, it's 79-and-a-half. <laughs> and I take so the so over. there
0: would be some scoring in this game. I would absolutely
8: <laughs> take the over on this game. We're talking about Oregon, who I don't believe has scored less than 40 yet in the season, and Arizona, who may have scored less than 40. But, I mean, Rich Rodriguez is the head coach at Arizona. Um, this guy was born to coach in the Pac.
0: 10, oh, wasn't he Kaepernick's 12. In K- 20. What is that? It, is now. it, wasn't, it was Kaepernick, Kaepernick's coach,
8: right? No, Kaepernick's coach at Nevada, Nevada was, was Chris Alt, Alt, who's older than the three of us put together, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, then, And that was like his third stint at Nevada. <laughs> like, he started there back in the 40s and came back in the 60s. He's kind of like, what's his name? He used yeah. to
0: coach basketball for, for CSULB, yeah. Tarkanian. Uh, <laughs> uh,
8: I saw Tarkanian coach uh, Fresno State at, against San Diego State wh- back when I was in eighth grade. Was he chewing it. on a towel? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> jumping all
8: over. And then probably four years later, my grandpa told me a story about how Tarkanian made him uh, hate basketball when he was playing for the JV team at Long Beach State back in the 50s. <laughs> oh, my God. Like... Wow. That guy sounds like a real dick. <laughs> Consistent though. Yeah. Uh,
0: like, you know, as mom always said, whatever you gonna decide to, whatever you decide to be, be the best at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you decide to be a dick, <laughs> be the best be dick. a dick.
2: Go all the way.
8: No irony at all in the fact that my grandpa's name is
4: Dick. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um <laughs> These little tidbits of trivia we're picking up from T Bone today. <laughs> T Bone trivia.
4: <laughs>
8: Interesting. It's all about the DUI fries. <laughs> oh, oh, they they're working their magic apparently. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they oh, up really. their magic hours ago <laughs> <laughs> and hours from now. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a delayed
4: release.
8: <laughs> <laughs> I, I could only wish the same on my plumbing. <laughs> What was your guys' biggest surprise of the weekend for the NFL game? Because I had
0: uh, the, My biggest surprise was uh, what a scene, checking the halftime score of the Philly game uh, against the 49ers. And uh, it just so happened I was going to see my brother later right that day. And when I was ready to give him the, the shite, I stopped, thought, checked the score again. And said, oh, oh <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. How oh, do they have 21, basically 21 nothing in the half and lose? That's amazing.
2: I mean, and not in a
0: good way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unless you're the other team, and I then that's right. awesome. I think they were 21-3 or 21-6 half, the <sighs> half. I was like, oh, they got this one. They finally got one in the bag. You know, Foles is playing pretty good ball. philly has been playing a decent ball. I'm not a big Philly fan. But any time to shove it at my, uh, you know, couple, I had a couple 49 er f- f- associates. Fam, families, <laughs> and uh, relatives, known acquaintances. So, so I, uh, anytime I get a chance to kick them the shit, <laughs> I uh, you know I relish those moments. and uh, I was stopped in my tracks, but for for once, I I before I open my fucking mouth. So <laughs> it comes
8: in handy occasionally. I'm learning that one painfully slowly. <laughs>
0: yes.
4: Uh,
8: yeah, I'm in this pick'em league thing. I want to like the Redskins. I really want to. Not because of their team name, not because I'm a racist, or because Daniel Snyder is God, but because I like a lot of the young players on their team.
0: Only one person won that, that matchup. You guys made fun of Crow Magnum man, but I told you he was going to win that game. Yeah, mouth-breathing <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, and this, this
13: weekend
8: was the first weekend where Kirk Cousins looked like a rookie. Looked and like a backup? God, did he, ever. Uh, what did he? He threw four picks? Yes. Four, wow. four picks. Uh, it was just, uh, it was brutal. I don't know what else to say about that one. But um, there, there were some refreshing games this weekend. Um, you know, The Panthers, who had just crapped all over well, nobody the last couple weeks because they, they got their asses handed to them by Pittsburgh last week and now uh, Baltimore this week. But, I mean, the Lions bounced back a little bit. They had an early lead.
0: You know what else surprised me? I was surprised at how badly KC whooped up on the Patriots. I was surprised at how badly. I, was, I wasn't was necessarily surprised that they won, although I did pick I did pick New England in my pick. But I was surprised at how freaking badly they beat them. Man. I was really
8: yeah. surprised. Because um, I, I don't buy New England right now as a functional football team. I think that... Their running game is in disarray. They've got three running backs that they don't know what to do with. They've got two receivers that don't belong as primary receivers. They've got two slot receivers. Well, they got,
0: they got Elman and Gronkowski who well, who have proven themselves over the years.
8: Gronkowski, can, you can put him anywhere, and he can muscle his way into some things, and he did this last weekend, but he's not going to beat anybody deep. In oh, his, no. no. <laughs> uh, and between Edelman and Amendola, you have.
0: Yeah, that's right about Amandola,
8: you right? have two guys who are glorified slot receiver. Try I mean, the they're Wes Welker wannabes. Right. And
0: McDaniel's. He's got no Randy Has, boss. He has no, no
8: idea what to do yeah. with this current group of people right now. And like I said, I'm not going to write them off.
0: You, you can't because I would have to. You,
8: you, you can't know, exactly. There, there, there is way, way too much. Time left. It's a smart group of people. They'll figure some things out. But right now,
0: it's a. Brady's pain. an unhappy camper, though, man. You could see it written all over his face.
8: Yeah, and I nice. don't think he's been that unhappy since he got caught cheating on his last wife. That uh, <laughs> <I've> sucks, <songs. laughs>
0: right? Mm. He I, came out on the other side okay, though.
8: Yeah, you know, Giselle's not bad. Design. Arguably
2: could be <laughs> arguably could be an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs>
8: um the first London game took place this weekend and it was between two stalwarts of <laughs> <laughs> the NFL.
0: The Dolphins and the Raiders. Two teams with amazing histories. Mean- True. Oh my God! If, if this game Three had taken no, no losses or if something, if this game or... had taken place in
8: the 1970s, yes, England might still be a fun place.
0: <laughs> a better dentistry.
2: And somebody, somebody in England might be going, "Wow, we need to import this yeah. because yeah. this is going to be awesome." Yeah, uh, they didn't is, do. Yeah. Like but a, it wasn't
0: done in the 70s. It was uh, just last week, uh, way
2: too
8: recently. Is, what were they thinking? What were they thinking? You know, you know, you know when you go there because this game, this London game, is a fucking punishment for the NFL <laughs> teams. Is what it is. Must so be. they're trying to spread it around. You know who they? The only com- the only franchise that they've gotten to buy in and be like, yeah, we'll go there every year. The fucking Rams, well, the team go. that deserves to be punished. I mean, if nothing else, let let's just go over there. Let's let's take Georgia Frontier's ashes. <laughs> dump them in the Thames and then piss on that same spot every year. <laughs> but I mean beyond that, who wants to play this game? Nobody wants to play this game. Yeah. And the NFL knows that they can't put it
0: primetime because primetime in the US is
8: balls the 30. The NFL over there. blew right. their
0: chance when they closed down the uh, the Euro League, which was a perfect it was yeah. perfect for what it was. It was a freaking farm system, man. It was like AAA ball. It was, you know, it was it was perfect for that. But uh, trying to Send the, you know the so-called A team down there. Yeah, yeah. right. During the the A team. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh
4: my god. <laughs>
8: and I I think this whole this whole experience, just like I said earlier, and was ben, it well attended? Do we know? Uh, I think it it. I, I know in the
2: past I, it has been. It
8: has been because well this is the first year that we're gonna do not one not two but three games oh. over there.
2: Three. So are the Raiders going all three times?
0: <laughs> Raiders' office, Raiders'
4: office, Raiders' stop. <laughs> um, I'm going to look up. Throw in Tampa Bay. <laughs> Dude, what are those cool wooden boxes?
8: What? Ah. What is it? Oh, is there, is there something secret we're not supposed to know about?
2: Not on the air, anyhow. Uh, <laughs> not recorded live. <laughs> Good point. Um... <laughs>
8: I don't see the point of trying to export it like No. It just doesn't make no. any sense.
2: Maybe in the preseason, you know? Maybe in the preseason and maybe teams that are on the East Coast. Because to go from the, the East Coast, Coast yeah. to to, to, to London. London is like three and a half it's four like hours. It, it's 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 basically for the East Coast guys, it's like flying to the West Coast. It's not much in fact it's actually shorter. Uh, and In the preseason, I mean, that's not, I don't know. I could maybe see that. I still think it's a waste of time, personally, but that maybe makes some sort of sense. But in the, I mean, the Raiders are horrible. Miami's not much better. It's not really affecting their season.
0: I would would, would lean towards not any better.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But the point is, is, is what if these were two teams that somehow had managed to get their shit together? As Ad pointed out, the guys that come out, or you did, one of you, uh, the guys who who come out of those games that are those weird schedule games, always lose the next game. What if? What if somehow one of these two teams had managed to sort of get a little run going? It would kill it. It, it just it makes no sense. It makes it, it might make it sense. Makes
0: sense. It makes sense for the.
2: For the NFL. NFL dollars.
0: Dollars. But yeah, it jer- makes jer- some more jerseys, n- jerseys some, you know, that kind of
2: stuff. I mean, if you see that your team is going to London,
0: you're yeah, like going to London.
2: Let's plan our trip screw around that game. game. Yeah. yeah, and and the game after. You know, no two ways about it. And even look, the, the Thursday thing is has a certain
8: merit there as well.
2: But uh, but especially this London thing is just
8: absurd. Yeah. Certain times a year, I go to a bar on. Random days or nights, and I see people wearing Chelsea or Man U. I got a kid
0: that's one of all these,
8: All these things. And I look at these folks, and I think, I'm glad you like that. And I hope you die. <laughs> well,
2: but here's the I thing. Have. I
0: said i got a kid. Then.
8: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, I don't hope
8: your kid dies, but everyone else.
2: But let's think about that. Chelsea comes here and plays games. Manchester plays games here. Barcelona plays games here. Real Madrid plays games here.
0: Do you notice they send to play those games? Well, most of the time it's not their, It's not the people you actually want to see.
2: But yeah. more importantly, when do they send those guys?
4: Oh, in the middle do. of their season? No. No. <laughs> they
2: send those guys in the summer here, which is their preseason, because they begin in August, September. That's when their season, that's when they're here. So if we want to kind of export the game, and send it there. That's fine. Make it preseason. You certainly don't like you don't see
0: you make a Manchester preseason,
2: you make a preseason United
0: without your superstar.
2: Yeah, and you don't see Manchester United showing up here in, in November, which yeah. is like right when things are in full swing. They don't they don't come and do that. It just it makes no sense. I feel you, bro. I mean, the Raiders were going to lose that game probably. They're going to lose every game. Whether it was in London, (laughs) or in Oakland, or in Miami.
0: Who did they hire hire as as, as an interim coach? A failed Miami coach. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
8: Yeah. Yeah, but he's a guy, he gets to wear stunner shades all the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he's a disciplinarian. Which we see really worked for them. Oh, yeah. That's a good thing for the Raiders, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, last one was uh, John Gruden, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> well,
8: you know, if you listen to ESPN, they're trying to get somebody to buy out his contract, apparently, because they're saying that he's the next guy who's going to be there. So.
0: Well, he he, they should have never chased him out of town. Because oh. what do you do? The next very next year, he brings Tampa Bay... Very next year, the Raiders make it to the Super Bowl, but so does he. And he and whips their ass. He, he, he whoops <laughs> them. Yeah,
4: well, hmm.
0: His brother's not doing so well, though.
8: He'll be okay. <laughs> he, won a, he won an Arena League championship as the quarterback for the uh, Orlando but whatever. He's, he is.
0: he's probably a good coach. I'm just saying he's, he's dealing with some adversity there capital city. Uh, the,
2: the next get, games, wait, 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 We're going uh, any further. Uh, uh, I think the NFL needs to do what the uh, English Premier League does. And this is going to be hard because there isn't any minor league. But I think the two worst teams, maybe the four worst teams, need to be demoted. They just need to be. <laughs> now you're, now, now
0: you're triple A ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: I think, I think that would provide a lot of incentive for like teams like the Raiders. Who I am a Raider fan.
0: Raiders. That's this week on our football picks. Raiders play Fresno State. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) they've been relegated. to (laughs) Absolutely. Relegation, I think, would
2: really improve. uh, It certainly would improve certain cities that are, are perennial. Dogs.
0: It was, it was your at a whole like, lot of fun. Like
2: videos. a city that has a dog pound.
4: Yeah, yeah.
8: <laughs> no, Cleveland just needs to be taken out back and shot. The yeah.
2: whole city. And then there's Tampa. That's you know.
8: They've not, had, they've, are they they've had moments. They've had are moments. they actually a city? There's a. They're a region. They're like Saint Petersburg's neighbor, right? <laughs> they're like they're like the Orange County Angels.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, the Los Angeles Angels of, of Anaheim. <laughs> whatever. Los Angeles, whatever. The Los Angeles you know, Angels of St. Jason. The Los
2: Angeles adjacent Angels to Anaheim.
0: <laughs> but at least they win.
8: I
2: mean, I give them credit. Yeah, you
0: know, win. They believe they pull out the best record. Best though. record in baseball. So to answer
8: a question we had earlier in the uh, earlier in the show, the the jo- the, the Dolphins Raiders game had <laughs> eighty three thousand four hundred and thirty six fans. Which is in the top five-ish. That's a lot
4: of uh, seats in, in the, the top six-ish. Lot a lot of asses. Of, uh, NFL, lot NFL, NFL games at Wembley. Um,
8: it looks like the upper bound is around eighty-four two fifty-four is the highest. They played the, in Wembley. Yes, so they've, that's they've, almost they've that's, played, that's almost sold out. All of these games have been played in Wembley and will continue to be. Because Wembley, I think, seats eighty-six. So yeah.
0: So they're okay.
2: really close to selling out. Well,
0: here's a question. How many fans were arrested for hooliganism?
8: Probably none, because they were all so excited about kicking extra points (laughs) (laughs) in the warm-ups that they had already blown their wad by the time the game started. Because They're probably
2: thrilled. They're like, all right, we're going to be able to pacify 83,000 people. Right here, right right now. now. Give me another one, channel.
8: The next question... Uh the, there are two more games this season at Wembley. The Falcons quote unquote host the Lions on October twenty sixth in the weeks a here. Team, Those are two semi right? good teams, right? Yeah. And then I have to amend my earlier statement because the Rams were initially the darlings of the That's for sure. As of as of lately, the Jaguars who have recently been purchased by a Neen <coughs> fellow the I believe. Jagu- yeah, did you watch the commercials? Uh, the, the Jaguars <laughs> The Jaguars uh, are the new uh, team de jour of, of London and beyond. So the Jags will be hosting the Cowboys on November 9th, and the Jags have already been booked for games in 2015 and 16. Right. So, um, all yeah. you folks need to live, get paid in pounds or dollars. I think that they need to bring back the good old ornament. That's all I think. <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: Wasn't Rick yeah. the Ruth a Jaguar?
8: Smile and nod. I'm trying to I don't know.
0: Ray so. Ray. Right, right. Hiding in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> All the money in the world, he hides in the trunk. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Grove. What do you expect? <laughs> beautiful up there, though. It is beautiful up there. Um...
5: Tonight we had
8: some baseball. The Giants just... The Giants dismissed the Pirates, and they kept showing this one sad Pirates fan who wore, like, Pirates regalia. He was in a friggin' costume. It's like, dude, is it like this is a one-game thing. Like, you should probably, like, just be a human being tonight. Yeah. But um, the Pirates got their asses handed to him at home. It certainly did. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was not close. And Bumgarner... I can't stand the guy, but... He I man, give him credit, he man. He, and I, he and did. And the Giants offense did their work. I mean, uh,
2: you, you saw very, very early on that the only hope the Pirates had was to get Baumgartner out somehow. Like the, either pitch count or an injury. I mean, you know, he was that he, he had sort of that Kershaw or you know, any one of those moments where like yeah. here was a guy who was totally in command of the strike zone. Yeah.
8: You just couldn't, couldn't do
2: it. Nah, no, no. Yeah, Which is a shame because, uh, first, I'm, I'm not a big Giant fan, but I've always been, you know, the, the, the Pirates are a bit of the, the underdog yeah, for sure yeah. for many, many, many years. They, and
8: this is a team that has just toiled in mediocrity 20-plus <laughs> well, yeah. years, and then now their second year in a row to make it to this new cock tease of a playoff. But well, they
2: advanced they last year, did they, or not?
8: I don't think they did. I thought they did.
2: I might have that wrong, uh, I, but they I obviously think this didn't is the this year. the second
8: year in a row that they have just. Uh, and, I, uh, and last year, I'm frequently wrong. So.
2: Last year, they were, they had the, they kind of pulled an A's sort of thing and last A's, year. Yeah. They were had the best record, if I recall correctly, at the near the best record, maybe the best record in the American League at the All Star break, and yeah. just limped into the playoffs. And whether they advanced or not, uh, it was a very very promising kind of year. Uh, that looked like wow, these guys are going to finally get to that next step, and and did not obviously, and and have not this year. And McCutcheon, I I like him. He's a, he's a, that guy's exciting. He's exciting and he plays hard and he's got uh, a lot of athletic ability. And he does. He certainly does. Uh, uh,
8: Clint Hurdle's a good manager. You know they've got
2: well, and there was that whole hullabaloo about him starting the their their ace. For the last, it's like I can't understand that. Like you play, you always play for the win, yeah. don't you? I yeah. mean, I I thought if I was managing that team, I would have done that. If you have a chance to win the division, and it's and it it's predicated on you winning and them losing, yeah, you send out your best team,
5: and absolutely. They, and right? They
8: were in a, a much different spot than everybody else in this in this wild card cock tease that we have. You know? <laughs> Because everybody else was like, "Well, we're we're kind of in, and we're not going to do anything else." So, screw it. Uh, I I'm right there with him. Like, you know what? Play for the win. Go for it. Yeah.
9: Screw the Cardinals.
2: You don't say. Hell, oh, we're probably going to lose here, and they're going to win there. So let's have our save our starter for a one game playoff. You you play for the win. Yeah. Always play for the win. Always. And, you know, I don't do a lot of coaching, it may, it, but it, I do it, enough to say you always play for the win.
8: And it, it may have burned them tonight. I don't think it did. I, think I, I don't think Tonight so. they got burned by an exceptional pitcher and a couple of bad pitchers. Because
2: nobody on the Pirates pitching staff is going to match up with Bumgarner tonight.
8: Well, I mean, really, when you look at their eight runs, you're talking about four bad pitchers.
0: Sounds like four too many.
8: It is. I mean, hundred and fifty too many. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they, they they got their asses handed to him tonight. But you gotta you gotta play your odds, and if if it's out there, you're gonna reach for it, you know. And yeah. I I don't fault the pirates or Clint Hurdle or anybody else. No, I think he made the that. right call. Yeah. and they're in the running. They're not there yet.
2: And no, you
8: have this. Disease in America, where we think that if you didn't win it all, then you know if you ain't first, you're last. You know, well that's, that, 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 that's
0: that's the thing I say about you know they talk about oh uh, this guy you know this quarterback or this pitcher or whatever you know never won a World Series, but you know, it's a team sport, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you guys crank out all these records and do all this great stuff. It doesn't mean they failed. It's, you know they never had a failed career; they had a great career. The number of people that actually win the big game, you know, get there and win the it big game. It doesn't always compute. You know, yeah, yeah you know, you, you got a team you take the uh, Buffalo Bills, I believe it was, right? Then they go Jim Kelly and company you know, go four, four times. Four, four times. Four right? years in a row? Right. Yeah. And never won. But you know what? How many people have been there? Let alone four times, you know <laughs>
2: I'd rather be there four times and lose than never, never be sure. there, exactly. right? I mean, I don't want to lose but yeah. I, I certainly don't want to ever not
8: See that might be the one time where I disagree.
4: It would be once. tough.
8: I'd like to go once, win or lose. Twice even, win or lose. I'm glad to be there. Four times.
0: You know, it's but tough. the thing is, but I'd still rather the, be to get there four times. I mean, you, you've been the, you've been the best in your conference four years. Four years. More importantly, you can argue
2: that they, they were the second best team. Now. Okay. Would you rather be the third best team,
0: or the fourth best, or the fourth best or team, or the last? <laughs> I'd rather.
2: I'd, I mean, I'd rather be the first best team. No yeah. choice about it. But if I can't be the first best team, my second choice would be to be the second best team. I
0: like that's how I see that. And when you talk about championship games, but it would suck to go four times. When you're and, talk about championship and games in major league sports. The entire things that surrounds that for that week and week and a half, two weeks. You know, uh, you know that's something. You know it's something special. That's truly something. And
2: special. and we've seen. Uh,
0: I've been on teams that net, I've been on teams that won no games. This yeah. Year. Sure. <laughs> <So far>. um, <laughs> one was the worst I've ever done. But it was.
8: Uh, it was brutal. Yeah. I was on a
0: team that we were ex- ecstatic when we scored a touchdown about the seventh game of the season. All yeah. right, so. You know, go to the championship game four times and listen. Hey, sign me up.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. I mean, it would suck. You're always going to have that, oh, if only. But if you look in the, again, if you arguably, they were the second best team in, in, in the entire
0: league. In the entire league. Best team in their conference. Right. <laughs> so.
2: I don't know. I could live with that. It would be, it'd be a hard pill to swallow, but I would be happier with that than being like... <laughs> I mean, do, does, does anybody in this room want to be on the Raiders or the Dolphins team right now?
4: No. No, no okay.
8: but... Because you don't do even you, have a hope. Do you want to be on the Bills right now? Well no, because they're they're like the Raiders now. Because they're in Canada. <laughs> I don't need Buffalo for nothing if I Yeah, it. But if um, you told me I could So in a you team, have to, if you have to stay in Buffalo and still be in second place all the time.
2: That's still better than being
8: in Oakland. I, I and would, being in last I would probably take And o- windless Oakland and last and high.
0: Well, how I far can. away is Buffalo from NYC?
8: Like three
2: four NYC hours. Oh, like lot. five I've hours. That's a yeah. long way. But it's not far from Ithaca. Oh. The it's a cool little a college course? town. Yeah yeah. It,
0: yeah, like Cornell. Yeah. Cornell. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cornell. Cornell. There's yeah. some cool that's stuff that's going on there. Cool stuff
8: to do. I mean, you know
2: and, and you're Colorado. actually pretty close to Montreal, which yeah, is a true. really cool town.
8: français. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure there's.
0: Hey, Buffalo. I know and that for a fact there's some. Uh, Good. Good organized crime in a Buffalo, right? So, <laughs> which it what translates to some decent cow zones, right? <laughs> I don't. I know. curse maybe.
4: Theoretically, <laughs> <laughs> that that
8: group with uh, Jim Kelly and derek <laughs> Thomas and Andre Risen and all those guys, like that was that was a hell of a team. That was pre get my house burned. Marv, Marv Levy, <laughs> you know. Back before he, <laughs> um, <laughs> I
0: threw him off, just, uh, I threw him off, he's, I <laughs>
8: know, the Andre Risen part I took in stride,
0: that's the Levy Levy. Uh, <laughs> um, have you was, been watching, have you been watching the, uh, uh, Football Life, uh, this, I, I, this week,
8: I this still week don't did, have
14: the Cobb, uh,
0: this week they did, uh, Sean Taylor, uh, yeah, from the U, Sad story, but, uh, yeah, too is a beast. Taken way too young. Yeah. Uh, Which is, when I watched that story, I remember why I don't like Common Cowherd. I remember it all came back I remember back that to every time I accidentally it turned on 710 in the morning. Yeah, it all came back to me. I'd rather listen to Bill Handel. <laughs> and Bill Handel's an asshole. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Regenics. <laughs> his wife and his thinning yeah. hair. Like, wow, dude, you just straight up came on the radio and said your wife has thinning
8: hair. <laughs> That's a guy who doesn't give a shit. <laughs>
4: like, yeah, my wife, Marjorie, his is bald. He's so damn old. Oh,
8: dude. He couldn't even have said, I know someone. <laughs> Big Jewish stones, man. He doesn't give a shit.
4: Yeah,
0: Marjorie was freaking bald, man. <laughs> I sit her down in the fucking progenics clinic. <laughs> now I'm semi attracted to her again. That's frightening. Oh, Lordy. We got to do our picks, man. All right. Let's, let's go there. You ready for that? Yeah. Damn All on. right, man. Well. <coughs> Last week, uh, T-Bone led the pack, and he uh, he won six, Peter won four, I won four. Overall, as we stand today, uh, T-Bone leading the pack, 16 wins. I'm uh, close second with 15 wins, and Peter's close third with 14 wins. Peter I? was in
8: first, wasn't he? No,
2: you were in I first. Was in
0: and he first. She so was, she was, yeah. Still, that's tight. That's just Very tight. So here we go. Ready, on. here we come. <laughs> First game in NCAA played Friday night, I believe. San Diego State at Fresno State. Peter, you're up.
2: Ooh, I'm going with San Diego.
0: T-Bone.
8: I think Fresno finally woke up. I'm going to take the Bulldogs.
0: And uh, I'm with you on the Bulldogs, not only because that was what we were at Redlands. Uh, I think they have a good chance. T-Bone, Ball State at Army. <laughs> <laughs> Two
8: uh, a shite teams, I believe Army lost to Wake Forest yes. uh, Give me Ball State Ball State
0: The Cardinalis I-, I think I picked Army last time and they lost on me It's mm-hmm. uh, a definition of insanity Go Army
2: uh, I'll go with Ball
0: State Stanford at Notre Dame Number nine, Notre Dame, versus mm. number 14, Stanford. It's my pick. Uh, Notre Dame's been playing some good ball, but it is against my religion to select Notre Dame for anything. So I'm going to have to go with Stanford.
2: This is in Notre Dame, right?
0: Yes, indeed.
2: I'll go with Notre Dame. Touchdown,
0: Jesus. There you go, buddy. T on. Uh, well,
2: these are two teams that's really hard to choose either one of them.
8: Can I choose a zero zero time? <laughs> yeah. uh, I got the Irish.
0: Uh Michigan <laughs> Rutgers, I believe. Woo. It's who I think it's me this Go time.
8: Ahead. Uh this, this is too bad team. Not just two teams I don't like. Two
0: bad, team. bad teams,
8: exactly. Um, I'm going to take Rutgers at home. I think Michigan is in a death spiral at the moment. <laughs>
0: it sure <laughs> is what it looks
2: like. I'm going with Rutgers as well. And if I jumped it, I'm sorry.
0: No, that's all right. I'm going with Rutgers as well because Michigan is uh, having a lot. Uh, <laughs> the coaches, Hoke, what's was Hoke? Brady Hoke. He's under a lot of stress right now. They said he played a guy who was injured, blah, blah, blah. Well, I think it's, that's a bunch of horseshit. It is. It is a bunch of horseshit.
8: I think he's getting crucified for... The fact that they're just not a good football team this year. Well,
0: that's true. But if you look at if you look at the the years they were like, uh, <laughs> I was looking at the graph today. They went from like a
8: eleven 11-2. Yeah,
0: yeah. They dropped every year. Uh, but he's getting beat up right now. The student bodies against him and everything. I think they're they're having a rough week. And I'm going to Rutgers. Nebraska, number nineteen, at number ten, Michigan State. Peter.
2: Michigan State.
0: Peter, not Michigan State. I'm going Michigan State. Sorry, T Bone. It's okay
8: didn't have a soul, I would take them.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got
8: to go Nebraska here. I, I think they're going to pull out a surprise.
0: Hey, you know, this will be a good game. This I, I, seems like that would be the I best hope it's game. a good game. Of yeah.
8: uh, the ones listed. Oh, the, yeah. big that's, 10, that's, that's the Big good. Ten needs this to be a good game. In a season that has so far been just a big disappointing thud, this needs to be a close competitive game for the Big Ten to have any relevance in this new playoff quarter
0: they're always playing the Big New World Order. Uh, gym
8: I go to? Oh, man. i got to tell you, the Big Ten is the best at the online services and everything. I can watch a game on my piece-of-crap work phone that I hate. It's an Android thing. I can watch the games anywhere, whenever I feel like it. Free data because it's T-Mobile and it's on the company dime, so
0: screw it. Um, they run the BTN network at uh, the TV that's right in front of the uh, Hammersmith bench thing that I do. And I was like, and I always get sucked right in because that they, it's, it's they yeah, use that machine and then the, and the benches, the free weights are right in front of that. So I'm on those two things that you know, a certain day of the week, and I'm, I'm inevitably watching some game under the did that <laughs> And then the UFC channel makes in Colin cowards On the right. No, this Moving on to the NFL, Minnesota at Green Bay, and I believe it's my pick, right? Mm, I think so. <sighs> Green Bay's been letting me down. I picked Green Bay twice this year, and they have not done me any favors. So, uh, as much as I, I don't, I really don't know how well the Vikings have been doing. I'm going to go with the Vikings. Uh, Where where is this game? At Green Bay. Green Bay. I'm going Green Bay. The Packers. Dude, yeah, Peter jumps the gun, man. And you both go with the Packers. St. Louis at Philly. Peter.
2: Uh-uh. Uh, I'll go Philly.
0: T Bone. Um, yeah, the Eagles. Eagles all the way across. Pittsburgh at Jacksonville. T Bone. This, this is two more bad teams.
4: Pittsburgh.
8: Just gave away a game. Yes, quickly. they did. Oh my God. Like, but yeah. Jacksonville doesn't even get in the situation to give away games, so I'm still going to take Pittsburgh. He's
0: going with the big, the big Roth. Yeah. Peter. St- the stillers. I'm going
2: to go with uh, Pittsburgh. Because any team that signs up to go to London
0: sucks. All the way across. Yeah. Pitt. Arizona at Denver. Uh, Peter. Holy I'm going to go with Denver. You know, I, 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 my better judgment tells me to go with Denver, but there's has been uh, surprising a couple times this year. And Denver has struggled at times. Although well, they, 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 they played strong in Seattle. Um, you know, when we do the beer tasting, sometimes, T-Bone needs to pass. They can take another sip. I am gonna do that right now. We're okay some, and go to you there and then come back.
8: While you're while you're uh, thinking about it, you wanna grab some more beers?
0: <laughs> get up off your fat ass if I just get some more beers. Uh, <laughs> you didn't so, say that, you <laughs> <didn't> say that. <laughs> uh, I, I think I that have to write it down though, so you know.
8: That's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my time so that right when you come back and sit down you'll have an answer to the fact that You know, Denver is coming off a bye, I believe, because I had to pull Peyton Manning off my fantasy roster and put in Phillip Rivers, who crushed it. Uh, So, the fact that they're coming off a bye week could be a little awkward. I feel like the timing might be a little mushy. But, they're at home. And Denver at home has a distinct home field advantage, especially now that we're into October. The best okay. month of the year. Where there's actually weather. There's weather. Yeah. It's not just real weather. It's not like not like here. Yeah, where, where it kinda got
2: warm and we sent our kids home early.
8: Oh so, and, and BT dub tomorrow and Friday you get extra hours with your kids, and I get extra hours with everyone else's fucking kids. (laughs) God, I I can't believe this, (laughs) man.
0: Make make your pick.
8: (laughs) Denver. Denver. My new favorite word. Pussification. Soft.
0: So you two went with Denver, and I probably should go with Denver, but in the spirit spirit of trying to maintain a... Collegial atmosphere. No. Competitive. Competitive. No. Not
8: we, we, no, we all say the same we'll thing. I'm going Arizona. Thanks for picking last. Buddy. Last
0: and not least, Seattle at Washington, uh, and I'm taking Seattle. So
2: am I. Did I jump it? I got a piece. So. I, I had to
8: jump. It. I want to pick the Redskins, but I can't because they're no, not that good.
2: No, don't. No, that's a
0: bad idea. Not so happy. here we go. San Diego State at Fresno. I, I got sure. Fresno. T-Bone has Fresno. Peter has San Diego. Old dogs. Ball State at Army. You two have Ball State. I got Army. Stanford at Notre Dame. I got Stanford. You two got Notre Dame. Michigan God, at Michigan. Rutgers. We all got Rutgers. Nebraska at Michigan State. Uh, Peter and myself have Michigan State. T-Bone, you have Nebraska. Minnesota at Green Bay. You two have Green Bay. I have Minnesota, St. Louis at Philly. Philly all the way across. Pittsburgh at Jacksonville, Pittsburgh all the way across, Arizona at Denver. I got Arizona. You two have Denver. And Seattle at Washington, Seattle all the way across. That's how we get those picks, man. What do we, uh, any last-minute uh, T-Bone's timeout stuff there, brother?
8: Uh, no, man. I'm, I'm fresh out of ideas. <laughs> I, I, all out of words. Huh? I just can't believe that the Cowboys pantsed the Saints that thoroughly.
0: Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
8: Because I know the Cowboys aren't that good.
0: There's absolutely no way they're not that good. But Can the Saints be that bad? That was, you know, actually I texted I AD. know they're not as good on the road, but holy crap. I actually texted AD during that game. They I lost said, by three touchdowns and it Saints wasn't that close. Bad. Yeah, It wasn't that close. You oh, know, man. people talk about Romo uh, and whatnot. I'm not sure what the story is of Romo, how I feel about him. He's uh, very they say, you know, they say he's a very talented quarterback. I call him capable. I would go with capable. Yeah,
4: yeah,
0: I would agree with you on that. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't think they're they're as good as they showed. RS Aris, New Orleans that bad? I think New Orleans is a middling team in a bad
8: division this year, and it's probably still going to make Drew the playoffs.
0: A, I mean, Drew Brees is a good quarterback, but in they have.
8: A bad running game and a worse defense. Peter's gonna tag it.
0: It's like it's like WWE, man. Huh? <laughs> we were discussing uh, whether or not uh, you know the Cowboys just pretty much smacked the Saints around. You know, the right. Up. And we're trying to decide whether uh, New Orleans is that bad or is Dallas that much better.
2: I don't think Dallas is that much better. I mean, I think it's more of a. We've experienced New Orleans being. I mean, we're older than T-Bone. Yeah, we knew.
5: Well, we knew the New Orleans was horrible.
2: Horrible. <laughs> and but they've
0: had some good years.
2: And they've had some good years. Yeah. So I think, and they've had a, a pretty good run, yeah, right? Exactly. Drew Brees. I yeah. mean, as we, we, yeah. I think we're all admirers. Uh, but I think they're they're at that point where like they've they've hit they their apex. It, they've come it. down and. I think everybody still expects them to be that other team. And I think they've kind of – they're going to have to make some changes to be – to maintain that high standard. So
0: this is what I think is happening with a lot of so teams, I think that's what's happening. A lot of teams we've seen recently. This is what, this is what I tried to talk to AD about. I, I think the same thing's happening with, with uh, the Patriots. I think they've crested. You know, they, they have. They've reached that peak, and now they're they're you know they're getting older, right? And they're cresting down the other side. The same thing with Green Bay. The same thing with uh, yeah. with uh, New Orleans, and uh, and, and, and somewhat Denver. I think these teams have. Well, you know, we and these some guys,
2: organizations, uh, uh, some franchises, figure the out Rangers that went through it. Th- they're still going through it. Yeah.
0: Some some they're still falling. Yeah. <laughs> and years, here's the thing years is, years
8: now, some teams, yeah, I think they've been at bottom for a while. A long, like long years now. I don't think they're falling anymore.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they're digging now. They're digging deeper. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> but I think what happens is the difference between, uh, and the Raiders are a good example because they have had, like if, we back, if we go way back, if we go way back, they've had years where they were awesome. They sort of fell off, and Al Davis was brilliant back then, of going, "Oh, let me, let me draft the fastest guys in the world, and then do it, and then, and then, and boom!" Just throw deep. Okay, now, and then, so, so I think that's where some of these guys are, uh, like New Orleans, like the Patriots, where they've had their big moment, but. I'm not sure. Have they
0: crested though? Are they? they, I think they've crested. Here's the the thing is.
2: Here's the thing is. Here's the hard thing when you're running any sort of franchise. I think is to realize that moment where okay, we we've peaked. We're as good as we're gonna be. And then there's some some residual like we're good but not great. But the receipts are awesome. And then there's the moment where like we're about to drop. And what we need to do is rebuild. We need to. And some teams do that well, and some teams I, I, don't. I,
0: I agree with you. Here's why I disagree with a lot of stuff people talk about. I, I don't give a rat's ass about parody in sports. I, don't, I, I think if you have a team and you're an owner of a team, you draft the best talent you can get, and you beat the crap out of everybody you play. I don't care if all the teams are, oh, you have this guy. I think the here. hard part. This
8: is why I was going to say earlier that the Patriots are in a different category than everyone else that we just talked about. Because they have continued with, first of all, that philosophy. Drink, by the way.
0: I know. I just <laughs> think about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's
8: your job to stop me, motherfucker. And I <laughs> dare you to do it. Um, but their peak, objectively, was 2004. It was the last Super Bowl they won?
0: I'm talking
8: ten years ago.
0: But,
5: but they they've made off. the
8: playoffs. But what have they done for the last 10 years since they won a Super Bowl? They have done this. Right. right. Now but they're f- this year we might be starting to see right. Some of this. Right, right, But I think I would much
2: rather as a, as a Raider fan, I would much rather see that. And and when I was a young Raider fan, we did see that. Right. We saw so, we saw like, "Oh, we have peaked. We're pe-. and then we went back so up.
8: Two weeks ago, the Raiders fought tooth and nail with the Patriots. In Foxborough, right, and the final score was what, sixteen to nine? Like there were ninety-three field goals kicked <laughs> in the game. <laughs> yeah, and I was watching the game with Ashley at a bar in Santa Barbara, and all of a sudden it flashed with a graphic on the screen, the Game of Destiny, and she was like, "What the fuck is that?" And I'm like, "Oh." That's this game back in 2001 when well, we got, one, screwed. When one we got franchi- screwed! When one franchise went this way and the other franchise went this well, way. Well, that
0: was the tuck, the friggin' tuck. I agree.
8: I told her. like they, they made up a rule on the spot and it changed the course of football for the next decade. They sure did. Yeah. Uh, Fumble, I mean, damn it. Yeah, I, agree. I agree. I think the Patriots had no business being there. If not for George W. Bush,
0: it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> One, I, I, I did that one for you. you
8: <laughs> might agree with me. The end, so. with um, that was hilarious. But seriously, dude, like, it's, it's still but seriously, game. folks. I mean, I, I hate Bill Belichick and the Patriots, but they've been the best franchise in football for so for consistent. the last 13 years. Like, for yeah. the last 10 years, you can say they have been at or below their peak. And look what they've – I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. So the
2: question will be, can they recognize it and correct? Because as we've seen with like with teams like the Lakers, a team that for, what, eight years, ten years, made the playoffs, got past the first round, into the second round, sometimes got into the finals. Now we're clearly – we have a team that can't do that. Can they do what? It right, takes? Here's the thing. And they, they're not. They're they not. Go, they're not getting rid of Kobe. They go, they're it's, it's, not. It's, it's, can they get rid of? Here's the thing: is can they get? The, the 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 Yankees did this when Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson was awesome. Right. But he hit that point where like he's awesome. But he's really not helping our team, and that's when they traded him off to the Angels. <laughs>
0: and he delivered there, too. And he did. He did. But, but what you he, have to do is you have to recognize it. And you have to. You wreckers. can't recognize it mid-season. You have to recognize no. it at draft time. You have to recognize it at the end of the season. Or the day, the right. day the last right. game ended. Right. Like then you gotta make your moves. You gotta make your moves. Well, I, I think Brady's made it
8: easier on them. Honestly, he's told he's told the world, "I'm gonna play until I suck." Which but means,
0: see the thing is, he doesn't. He's got no time to throw the fucking ball right
8: now. I, I mean, agree. It's not his. fault. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. But
0: but you'll see if I walk away. You, you, he, he's
8: going to get dealt, and he might even have a, a Joe Montana Renaissance or Peyton know. Manning. Even uh, even
0: even he even might gonna, he might I mean, have even, that right. Even Brett If he goes to the right right,
8: he might then. go to that. We we've seen got, Johnny Unitas had some extra fun times down in San Diego. Yeah. That's know. right. That's right. There. There I don't guys. think Peyton
2: Manning, I mean, uh, um, what's his Brady. name? Is Brady, I don't think Brady's done.
8: Oh, hell no. He
2: but he out. no longer He's can carry. He's got at least two more wives to leave. Yeah.
0: He can <laughs> no longer <laughs> carry sell, this team. Too much money there. <laughs> and, and, and I'm sure I agree,
2: <laughs> and The Patriots need to recognize that he can't carry this they team.
0: equally there.
2: <laughs> and they need to do...
0: Rich as
4: fuck. Hot.
8: <laughs> hot. To boot. Um, that's secondary.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, God. I feel like a fraud, pocket.
8: <laughs> I think the
2: Patriots...
8: That's I've a... seen pictures of her naked. She's not that good.
2: <laughs> I think the Patriots need to do what the Lakers didn't do. Is realize our star has some, some mileage left. Stop doing meth. Well, <laughs> our star has some mileage left. Let's Delight. trade him. Let's trade him off and get some new young guys. The Lakers, the Lakers are like, Lakers, let's Lakers. no, let's double down on our old ailing guy.
0: Lake, see, the Lakers, they, I think the Lakers did that earlier. They didn't do it this time. They did when they dealt Shaq away. Of course, Shaq went in the next year and won a championship. But they built. It was to build up around Kobe, right? right. In, and in, that worked, right? But now they doubled down on Kobe where they should have Which, built up, <laughs> right, for the next generation. Send them but up. Built up right. around who, though? They should have built for the next generation. I said. They but, probably should have built up around uh, Gasol after that,
2: or or bring in somebody altogether different. Somebody different. Who knows? The point is, they shouldn't have signed him to. a a two-year deal uh, with like forty million dollars or whatever it is. Forty
8: million dollars over two years. No, that's day. absurd. That's absurd. Now, that was Let the somebody
2: else pay that money. That was them signing a the death sentence. Yeah. On their their program oh,
8: yeah. for the la- for the next and that's five years.
2: what that's what the Patriots but, have you know, to look at and go. Right, he's got Brady's got mileage left. He's not done, but he can't carry this team. Let's trade him off. And get what well, we can not, out of it. If they're
0: not going to bring in, one but you can't of do it now, as you point out,
2: you have to do that before right. the season starts or after the season's done. You can't if you do it now; it just it
0: screws well, everything I, up. I have
8: no idea what his contract situation is. Yeah, like. I don't I either. Don't know, I don't know if he's got one so
0: year or three, around, three years. Hurt, or... He, 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 they he has no protection. Yeah, I mean, no
2: protection. You're saying he's got 1.7 seconds? That means he's getting hit every single time he he tries because, to throw the ball.
0: Yeah,
2: every time. Every time. He yeah, might get a pass-off, but he's getting hit. And,
8: and he's not getting to throw it to Welker every 1.7 seconds, so he's not even a completion. Right. No. And right. Guys are dropping the ball. Edelman,
0: is, he's, he's a poor man's Welker. <clears throat> Amendola. Has, and here we are. Not, not, none of us are really Patriots fans. We're, no. We're, we're, oh, no. we're I, defending the Patriots I, I am relishing. Where's Aaron Hernandez? I, 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 <laughs> I picked Kansas
8: City last week, and I loved every second of it.
0: Even I say like to see a guy this good go through this kind of crap because not because it's not because of diminished capacity or not right because, you know not because of, you know whatever is because you do, give the guy some protection man it just give him some protection. No,
8: I don't hate it at all because it's a team sport. It is, a team and sport. he's had plenty of highs. Yes, more than most guys. Yes. Dan Marino, how many Super Bowls did Dan Marino win? None. None. 0.0. <laughs> 0. <laughs> And that guy. But he holds a whole bunch of records,
2: doesn't he,
0: he? Yeah. Does he make him any? Actually, less? I don't think he holds any. I don't
8: think he's at the top of any list of no, They've all been broken back. Well, they I mean have. Between yeah, you're, Drew right, you're right. And Brett Favre and probably Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. I think all of his records
0: are right. officially gone. But now. when well, he retired, you, he was, had was, all of them. You, but if you, if you sit back total and talk about. Total completions,
2: total yardage, uh, total touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, he yeah, had but them all. If you all.
0: sit back and talk about all-time quarterbacks, he's still in your top 10. Oh, for sure. doubt.
8: And if I'm in a Nutrisystem game, then I
0: mean, he's, he's way up the top.
2: <laughs> Don't forget the if, if everybody has to wear Isotoner gloves, <laughs> he's my first choice. Lasers
0: and oh, that's perfect for a wrap up, guys. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you for listening to Swoops World on Talks Arena <laughs> Network. <laughs> we got to finish with T-Bone's exit. ding, 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 ding. awesome More than
4: likely. More
0: than likely. <laughs> Could be more be, like three uh, or four uh, weeks, depending, depending on how you know, things go. we got, we got stuff happening. We're moving the studio whatnot. The studio's but, moving. But uh, we will be back soon. Uh, we want to thank uh, Raymond Jacobs and Mark Moya for joining us, as well as Anthony Davis, AD, for joining us. That's going to wrap it for us tonight. We ran over a little bit, but uh, always a good time. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.
1: The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors.